Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the Bright Dust changes that are coming in Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, you... You can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. Monday through Friday, I am live streaming, and you can go to sntrlive.com to go there. If you'd rather have all my content in one location, you can use the other link, which is sntrnetwork.com. sntrnetwork.com is a great site to bookmark. It has all my shows in one spot. So, Bright Dust changes are always going to bring controversy and criticism, even if they're largely better for the community, because this is the way that people can have more control over their purchases in the Eververse store. It needs to be stated, they've given us a lot more control over how much Bright Dust we earn, how often they give us injections of Bright Dust for the seasonal content, they went to an 80% model, 80% of the items every season are purchasable by Bright Dust instead of the 50-50 split they had prior to year 3, and they also let you know anything that's going to be silver only before an event or in the actual Eververse season itself. Most of the, you know, silver only items have been finishers, so nothing that significant. Now, the change here is drawing criticism. So before I get into the video, okay, I want people to understand. I think it's totally understandable and fine to be upset about these changes if you're the type of player that has been grinding weeklies and getting that really, really regular injection of Bright Dust. So my video is not to dismiss your frustration. It's merely to give some big picture context of what's really going on. So let's just walk through what was said, okay? They said that we wanted to give players with only one character significantly more Bright Dust than they've been earning over the last year. And I think one of the reasons they're doing this is because there probably is an influx of single character players, especially with New Light, and that's probably about to happen again with the Game Pass influx of players in Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Okay, we're about to have a lot of folks who probably are only going to have one character. Now, you might not understand this next part, and I'll try and make it make sense for you. The Season Pass Free Path is going to offer 7,500 Bright Dust, and then when you do the, the the purchased part of the Season Pass, you get another 3,000. So you get, you know, 10,500, and then your weekly bounties are getting dropped from 200 to 100, and that's where a lot of the criticism is. Now, somebody might say, why are they giving more Bright Dust to a free player than a purchasing player? You have to understand something. If you're a free player and you're getting 7,500 Bright Dust, that's going to motivate you to go into the micro store, and that's Bungie's attempts to maybe make some money off of people that aren't spending a dime. They're just a free player. Also, it's a great way to give you more Bright Dust. Keep in mind, if you're a paying player, you're getting that Bright Dust as well. You're getting this just by playing and just by leveling up. You're not having to grab bounties every week. You're just sort of playing, and you're getting this rhythmically throughout the season, and then you obviously get the additional 3,000 jump, when you're buying the season pass so this isn't hurting you giving more to the free player if anything it's going to probably just motivate more people to check out the eververse on a regular basis they said with these changes the vast majority of players will be earning more bright dust than before and that's really i think the important line in this update the vast majority of players are going to get more bright dust than before bungie is attempting to put more bright dust in the hands of the community at large and the the small 
minority or percentage of players who habitually do their weeklies every week to get as much bright dust as possible I understand the frustration I don't think there's really anything wrong with being frustrated but you cannot expect them to continue uh, to just have things exactly the same things are always getting changed they're always turning dials they increase the amount of bright dust we were able to get in year 3 they lower the amount of items that were sold for direct purchase only and increase the amount of items you could buy with bright dust they're well within their right to turn these knobs and make these adjustments. Now, somebody may push back and say, yes, but why punish the hardcore player? Why lower the weeklies? I don't think that's a, that's a, that's a bad question to ask. You just have to understand, anytime a company is going to mess with the economic structure of a currency that goes into their micro store, they're going to attempt to make sure that economy stays sort of balanced and in a good place. And we had the numbers crunched by a, uh, a member of this community, and I'm going to go through those now to give you a picture of what's actually happening, okay? So, Techno Tyrant crunched these numbers for me in the Discord yesterday, and it gives you a nice picture of how many weeklies you have to do in order to kind of get essentially the same amount as you, you, you know, as everybody else. And also, how many, if you did in the past, you're actually, you're going to see less if you've been one of those people. So, total Bright Dust over a 12-week season, assuming you hit every, uh, you hit rank 100, and you do these every single week, okay? If you're doing 18 weeklies a week, you would have previously ended a season with 43,000. You're now going to end you know, with 32,000. So there's a loss there. If you did 12 weeklies every single week, you would end with 28,000. You will now be ending with 24,000. Nine weeklies is 21,600 down to 21,300. So if you're around the eight or nine weekly bounties a week, you're not going to feel a difference here. It's going to be essentially the same. If you fall below eight weeklies a week, for the in- keep in mind for the entire season that's 12 weeks of every single week doing 18 weeklies or 12 weeklies or 9 or whatever every single week okay there's very very few people in the grand player base that are doing this in a religious sort of disciplined way okay so if you do less than 8 weekly bounties a week over a 12 week season this is a net positive change I would say the average player, especially since there's probably a lot a lot of more players in the player pool now with only one character, they're not doing more than eight weeklies a week for 12 straight weeks, okay? There's only six weeklies per week that give bright dust. So there's not, so some of these aren't even possible then, right? Yeah, I mean, some of these numbers might not even be possible that Techno Crunch then, I would think, right? Oh, no, yeah, it's per character. Yeah, if you have three characters, you have to take into account this is per week and going on every single character. So if you're doing every single character, you get to 18. That's where he got that number. Again, this is why if you consider the fact that there's more players in the player pool now that are single character, very few people are going to get beyond the eight weekly bounties a week. Keep in mind, if one or two of the weeks they hit nine or ten weeklies, they have to do that every single week for this to be a net loss. You have to understand the commitment that you're talking about. You are talking about, it really only starts to feel painful when you get to around the 12 weekly or more. You know, nine weeklies, you're talking about 300 bright dust. Like, cry me a frickin' river, just do more repeatables, okay? The 300 difference there isn't that big of a deal. Once you get into the 12 and 18 weeklies a week, you are talking about literally on every single character doing every available weekly and then being like, yeah, it's, it's a loss of about 10,000 bright dust, okay? 
if you are that person, I feel for you. I totally think it's legitimate to be irritated that you're going to get less bright dust because that was something that you really, really enjoyed doing. You were like, oh man, I love checking those boxes every week. I love getting as much bright dust as I could and I love spending it as often as I could. I don't have a huge surplus. Some players don't have a huge surplus. I totally get being frustrated, but you have to understand that is like you are 1% of a 1%. Almost, I would say it's an unquantifiable number. How many people are actually doing that many weeklies for 12 straight weeks? As soon as you miss a couple weeks, as soon as you drop below those averages, you're not getting your max bright dust anyway. So, I actually think this is probably an overarching positive change. So, what's the real issue to conclude this video? First, players who actually earn and spend bright dust in a disciplined way are understandably frustrated. Second, this will actually put more bright dust into the community's pockets at large. So, those two things are happening simultaneously. Okay? It's I understand being frustrated, but more bright dust is going to be in the community's pockets, and that's a good thing, right? That if they continue to do the 80% is available for bright dust, then you're going to have a lot more people in power to buy the things that they want. Third, the ultimate goal is to get more players looking at the Eververts, which will likely lead to more purchases. That is what Bungie is doing. It's like handing a bunch of people those Apple gift cards when they got really angry. Here's a $25 gift card. Well, you're going to go into the Apple store and you're probably going to spend more than $25 and therefore they're going to make money off of you. They're actually making money off of your rage, which is hysterical, but this is a little bit different. This is, hey, every season, you're getting a ton of bright dust, and every season, you're going to be regularly checking out that Eververse, and you're going to see some stuff, and you're going to run out of bright dust, and you're going to say, oh, maybe I could spend a couple bucks, you know, and especially consider this. People tend to be more likely to spend money in a micro store if you're giving them the ability to buy stuff on their own. If you purely go to a micro store that is only purchases and you can't get any of it, you're less likely to consider it. But if you go in and can buy one or two items, you're more likely to consider buying the third to complete the set or buy the third just because you're like, you know what? I was able to buy a lot of stuff free, basically. They just kind of gave me this bright dust. It's adding value to the season pass and potentially giving Bungie more money. So I understand you're frustrated. I overall, I, the overarching issue here, this is a net benefit for the community. We're going to transition to live Q&A. I know there's people that do not agree with me. So if you're here and a paying member, you can submit questions. So don't go anywhere if you're in the live audience. If you're listening to the recording elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the bright dust changes coming to Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms and you'd like to catch me live, I'm usually live during the day, Monday through Friday. Just go to SNTRlive.com. If you'd like to have all my content in one location, the Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, as well as this show, go to SNTRnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com is a great site to bookmark with everything in one place. So... We're going to jump right into the questions here. One from clap for you says, do you feel there are greater things to work on in the game rather than the finishing lure of bright dust to have you shop in the Eververse? Well, I, I think if you're going to try to get money from free to play players, this was actually a smart move. Now, I don't know if that's like a huge problem is Bungie saying, 
you know, we're not getting a lot of uh, we're not getting a lot of money from free to play players. But I do think they're looking at it and saying, look at the influx of free players we had with New Light. We're streamlining the new player process. We've got Game Pass that's going to funnel a bunch of people into the game. That's a lot of people that we could get to look at our Eververse. You know, we could get them to look at our micro store and all you got to do is give them some bright dust to do it. I mean, I, I think it's just, a, in, in in that respect, I think it's a really good strategy because listen, I know they're saying it's about people with one character, but you have to understand something. That is related to this subject because a lot of the new players are only going to make one character. They're not you. They've not been playing since D1. They don't really have this this knowledge of like why should i make three what which which one should i pick so i would wager to say out of all the people that play pick the game up brand new from new light or jump in via game pass a lot of those people are going to be single character players they're just that's what they're going to do that's their thing they pick a character and then they just go uh so I think that, that that's that's generally the approach here. I know the hardcores are angry, but again, this 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 these number crunches right next to me, you've got to do you've really got to get past the 12 weeklies cuz the difference between 12 weeklies and what you're getting now, you know, it's like 5000 bright dust or whatever. I mean, that's that's not um I'm sorry, it's like 4000 bright dust. I I can see that being pretty disappointing, but that's not something to get out the pitchforks over. 4000 bright dust if you like rigidly do 12 weeklies all three characters you you can't get the 12 weeklies unless you use all three characters 12 weeklies every week of the season like and until you get up into like the 18 weeklies number you're not really seeing a huge drop you know the 10,000 is a big drop but that means you literally spend the entire season checking that box and this is the I, it's it's just it's not a big deal it, it isn't you know my only question is why lower the payout because if you see here, I would say 90% or more of the community falls into the nine weekly and below number. They're giving you more bright dust. You're not getting less. That's the big that's the big illusion here that people are believing. As long as you fall under the eight weekly mark, and again, keep in mind, that's eight weeklies every single week of the season. If you miss a week, the whole thing's thrown off. You're you're ending with more. You're you're ga- you're gaining bright dust. Like look at the look at the six weekly person. They get three thousand more bright dust. I'm gonna get more bright dust. I didn't do I didn't do that many weeklies. I didn't do that, and especially I don't do it the entire season. I don't do it for twelve straight weeks. To be fair, there's not much to pursue in this game, and this is a nerf to another pursuit. I mean. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, you know what I'm saying? I I don't agree with that. I mean, I agree that there's not a lot to pursue, and, and this was a pursuit, but again, it only hurts you if you're rigidly doing 12 straight weeks of, you know, nine weeklies or more, and it only really starts to get painful as, as a loss of Bright Dust if you get up into the 13 and above weeklies, like 13, 14, 15, 18. I mean, that's just, again, I... <laughs> I don't know. Six weeklies is on two characters. Yeah, I mean, you would need two characters at least to do six weeklies. So you got to think how many solo players can't even get into that number either. They're going to get more bright dust. Like, as they said, the language they use, the vast majority, the vast majority is going to get more bright dust. But why does it have to hurt us? I, 
to me this makes really really easy sense and maybe I haven't made made it clear that when they decide to give 90% of the community more bright dust they can't leave the weeklies where they are they have to lower the economic distribution of bright dust because they're giving it to you in another area if they would have left it the same then it would have just been more bright dust on top of what what people are already getting with multiple characters you're not you're not being punished they're tweaking the distribution of bright dust it was like when they went from doing it was like when they went from doing the prismatic um the prismatic matrix and they took that away it was a punch out system and we got literally every eververse item for the entire season and when you did that it was like oh wow i get everything and then they took that away they're always going to be tweaking and adjusting the eververse store you're not entitled to it you're not you're not owed anything in the store you're not even owed an avenue for earning bright dust that's not owed to you it's a micro store that they give you the ability to buy stuff 80% of it you can you can buy if you take the time you know to well, obviously you can't buy all of it you got to pick and choose what your favorite stuff is they don't owe that to you it's a micro store <laughs> you know what I mean? Why is this even a discussion? Who is this mythical player with nothing better to do than 12 weeklies a week for 12 weeks? I mean, there's plenty of people here that claim they do it and they've done it all season and that every week they check off every weekly they can to get all their bright dust. And I'm telling you, they're 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 probably barely barely 1% of the the, the community. You know. But the amount of people who would get the bright dust who would that seriously be an issue? It's not like 99% of the people would get all of it. Okay, no. Now listen, listen. Think of it this way. You're forgetting that if you continue to get your Bright Dust payout, so does everybody else. So all the casual players that do six six weeklies or so on average a week, anywhere from four to six, they're going to get what you're getting now, and they're going to get the increase from the season pass everybody benefits you're acting like only the one percent do weeklies no only the one percent do weeklies in a quantity that matters in this equation everybody does weekly so if weekly stay where they're at and they give everybody more bright dust in the season pass the entire community is getting more bright dust in that equation right now what they're doing is they're targeting the 90 percent and saying 90 percent of the community is going to end up with more bright dust but they're doing it in a way that's controlled there's kind of a maximum amount that you can get in a given season. That's on purpose. Like, call a spade a spade. They want to make sure that you can't literally buy everything. That's the equation they're trying to set up here. The, they're, they're limiting how much bright dust you can get in a given season because it's a micro store that's meant to make money. Like, I don't know. I... I could probably spend less time mowing a few lawns and just buy silver than grind those bounties. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not mad they're lowering the payout. I was just wondering why lower it at all. It's an economic rebalance for those at the top. They specifically don't want the top to have more. That's all I needed. Not only that, though, Brian, but it also affects the people at the, in the middle and the bottom. Think about it. They're doing weeklies as well. They're, they're doing them. They're just not doing them as much as you are. They want to have... like. Let's look at it another way. At the end of the season, they don't want the average bright dust total to exceed a certain number. They are controlling the average bright dust total of the entire community with this change. Why? Because bright dust inevitably 
leads to or can take away from purchases. There's a delicate balance there. They want you to have enough to buy some things, but not all of the things. Why? Because they want you to be able to feel that pull of like, ooh, I, I could spend some money here. You know, I don't quite have everything yet. That's something that I think always gets lost in this discussion. At its core, the Eververse is designed to make money. They didn't design the Eververse to give you extra shiny stuff every season just for the heck of it. They literally designed the Eververse to make money. And that that identity of the store is not going to change just because, I, I guess because we think we're like, oh, this, oh the, the, the Bright Dust or something. Do you see what I'm saying? They're... they're and, and the irony is, the irony is, is there actually there's going to be way more players able to buy stuff with Bright Dust because of this change. <laughs> but again, I think that their goal is to get new players and, 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 and Game Pass players in the Eververse to potentially spend money. It's, it's, a, it's casting a wide net. You want to get as many eyes on the Eververse as possible, you know? So... I was just curious about the rationale for lowering, and I got an answer that I'm satisfied with. Okay, yeah, I mean, it, listen... I tried to say two things in my video, and I'm going to say those two things now. I completely understand, and I think it's okay to be irritated. If you were diligent in doing 18 weeklies a week for 12 weeks, and you're like, dude, I'm losing 11,000 bright dust. I think you're well within your right to be irritated by that, because that was something that you came to enjoy, and that's an expectation that is being frustrated. When expectations are frustrated, it's totally legitimate to get angry. Anger is a totally fine and healthy emotion. There's nothing wrong with being angry about your expectations being frustrated. The second thing I say is, you gotta accept reality. You are in a in massive, massive minority if you're doing 18 weeklies a week for 12 straight weeks. Therefore, you have to see, this is for the entire game and community and even the business structure of the Eververse to flourish more and make more money for Bungie, ultimately, because that matters more than you getting 10,000 Bright Dust a season. So... I don't know. The biggest problem I see with it is that during events, you won't be able to earn enough bright dust from just bounties to buy the ornaments set for it. Now, I think that's fair, Techno, and maybe they could say, and maybe we could say, hey, could you guys keep dawning bounties how they used to be? Because if not, you're really going to make it hard for us to have that run on the bright dust to buy the items for the dawning. That may be a fair piece of feedback to say the dawning is a limited time thing. It made sense to give us, you know, to give us another source of bright dust. Bungie may come back and be like, "Oh, you just have to save up." You know, it's it's. They may look at it and say, "Well, you know, I mean, these these events are free, and one of the ways that they're funded is by people buying stuff from the Eververse store, and this is a part of that equation." You know, I I could see it from both sides. I don't think that's a, a that, that's a I don't think that's a a ludicrous request though to make to say, "Hey, it." That was actually a really nice structure for the free events because I'm, I'm I was able to get more bright dust to buy the stuff that you know the stuff that I wanted. So they made the game free to play. They don't get to complain that people play for free. Well, they're not complaining that people play for free. When you make a game free to play, there are revenue earn rate equations that have to be considered how are you going to make money off of the free to play player they're not a charity they're a business they do you think they did free to play out of the kindness of their heart no they did free to play because it's a giant funnel that can lead to money being made like it's it's like when a company uh, I got a I got a thing in the mail the other day for my first DoorDash would be free if I if I spent enough money why are they doing that why are they giving me a free DoorDash because they want to make money from me. 
So free to play as it's as it's structured in most scenarios, they're not whining or crying. They're saying this is how you make money in a free to play environment. You, 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 there's an equation here. There, there, there is a if we get a million players to come in that are new and we get those million players to check out our micro store, there's a percentage of them that will convert into a sale. It's 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 that it's that simple. The Eververse store exists to make money, and everybody always thinks I'm like a bungee apologist when I say this. I want them to make bundles of cash in the Eververse store, as long as it's not done in a, in a nasty or or a, or a predatory way. As long as it's done in a tasteful way, I want the Eververse store to make bundles of cash because that means they're. They're, uh, anybody on their board, anybody that's looking at how much money they're making as a company, they're going to be like, let's keep on going with Destiny. It's a winning horse. It's making us money. You know? I don't want them to be breaking even. They're not going to be really motivated to keep the franchise going if they're breaking even. Like, well, we don't really want to make more money. <laughs> like, we don't want to expand or outsource or hire more people. No, we just break even. No, I want them to make a ton of money. If you, this is what's so funny in gaming. If you love a game, you want the game to make tons of money. Now, not the way that Genshin did, not the way that Genshin did, but you would want the, the game to make tons of money because then they're going to they're going to keep doing it. A perfect example is Fortnite and Paragon. Look at what happened. Fortnite starts making epic just mountains of cash. And what did they do? They sacrificed Paragon for servers for Fortnite. They went with the winning horse. When you're looking at a developer, as long as it's done in a respectful and good way and not in a nasty way, you want them to make tons of money. This idea that like companies are greedy and oh, blah, blah, this is too much or this is too expensive no no you want them to make money or they're gonna be like paragon that's what happened that did that's why paragon went away paragon literally went bye-bye it's dead on the altar of Fortnite. so if you want bungie to keep making destiny you want them to make bundles of cash Because whatever this new game is, this matter game that they're working on, if it comes out and that thing starts raking in money hand over fist and Destiny's over here limping because the community beats Bungie up about their Eververse store, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be like, well, let's let's, let's, let's slowly kill this game then. We're not making any money. You know what I mean? I don't know. To me, I think this is the one of the best one of the best, most respectful micro stores that I've seen in the gaming industry. I think it's totally fine. And if you get a little less bright dust because you're super disciplined, I feel bad. I do. Feel bad for you because I know that's something you liked doing. But ultimately, I think this is gonna this is gonna turn into more revenue for 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 Bungie, and they're doing it in a way where they're giving you bright dust. They're not like raising the prices or taking all the cool cosmetics out of the game and throwing them in the Eververse. They're not doing that. They're actually they're actually lowering that now. There, there's no longer going to be thematic cosmetics. They're no longer going to sell legendary ornaments. Like they're 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 taking those things and putting them in the game now. There's going to be a legendary ornament for the uh, the pursuit weapon. Three of them. So, you know. That's where that's where I land on it. The problem with the Eververse are the prices too high. No, that's that's opinion. 
that's totally opinion laden your opinion on being too high it's not prices of, of of cosmetic items in a video game are not determined by by you they're determined by market demand the the, the market's demand and willingness to pay those prices are what sets those prices your opinion means nothing in the equation it doesn't it doesn't when you look at fortnite it seems insane that somebody would spend twenty dollars twenty that's two seasons of destiny they spend twenty on a skin to look like a marvel character or something that seems nuts right that's too high according to who you got a willing consumer base if I'm going door to door in my neighborhood and selling a bottle of water for $5 a piece, somebody might be like, that's ridiculous. That is way too high. If I come back home and I'm sold out, I have a willing consumer base. I would be an idiot to not get more water bottles and sell them for $5 a piece. I have a willing consumer base. You shouldn't be doing that. Why? Am I misleading the customer? Am I lying to them? Am I doing something that's unethical? No, I'm doing a price markup on something to make a profit margin. And if I have a willing consumer base, I would be stupid to not do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The price of an ornament versus the price of a hundred season pass level says the Eververse is overpriced. No, that's not true. That's a false equivalency. You cannot compare a season pass, which arguably gives you way more than $10 worth of cosmetics. So you're actually looking at the telescope backwards. You actually get way more than $10 worth of stuff in the season pass. So you can't turn around and be like, well, the season pass is 10 and this thing's 15. This is a ripoff. No, you're, you're looking at the situation backwards. If, if there is a willing consumer base, if, if, if they charged you individually for the ornamental armor sets, you get three ornamental armor sets in the season pass. You get two ornaments for weapons, a sparrow and a ghost or a ship and a ghost. Add all that up in the Eververse. Your $10 for your season pass gets you like $50 to $60 worth of stuff. That's my point. The value is skewed. No, it's not skewed because you're comparing two different things. That's like comparing Netflix to buying a season box. You're, you're making a, you're making a false equivalency. Netflix is only you know twelve bucks, fifteen bucks a month. Why is this box set of Stranger Things fifty fifty dollars? I could just do this. You see what I'm saying? You can't bristle at a subscription style versus an individual purchase. They don't they don't compare. It doesn't make any sense. One's a single transaction for a given item. The other is basically like a, a, a pass, almost like a subscription, essentially. So you can't make those comparisons. You can't compare like, a, a, think of it this way, a $60 brand new game, and then that's three skins in Fortnite. Like you can't compare. It doesn't work. It's like they're not the same thing. One's an optional cosmetic vanity item. The other is an entire game or an entire season or expansion or something. The, the, the comparison breaks down almost immediately. It. The reason that these micro stores exist is because companies, cost of development, they're they're sixty dollars for the game is clearly not enough anymore. You know, I was buying Super Nintendo cartridges for that much. So they're trying to make back production, basically production costs through microtransactions. So they become a standard in the business. So it's not a matter of being like, oh, what micro spending? It, it should be like a dollar or two a piece. I'm getting twenty plus Eververse items for ten, or one set for the same price. That's skewed. It's not. No, it's not. It's not skewed. It is not skewed. 
It's a, again, it's a, it's, a, it's, a false, it's a false equivalency. You're comparing a bundle with an individual item. It's, it's again, it's, it would be like going to a store that's, that's selling uh, the Old Spice bundle. I can get the shampoo, the deodorant, and the body wash for $10. If I go buy them individually, it's going to cost me twice as much. It's a bundle, homie. It, you're, you're getting it bundled and essentially discounted. That that's that is how that is how to view it. That's why you can't compare. If if you, that would be like going to Target and being really angry. Oh, they're out of the Old Spice bundles. Well, this is a ripoff. I got to go buy everything individually. Well, yeah, you didn't get the bundle. The bundle was that. That's why people were buying it because it's a deal. It's it's a it's it's kind of like a it's like a sale or something if you look at it that way again it again it breaks down it breaks down because when you spend how much money a month on netflix for thousands of hours of entertainment and you're like but that 15 dollars you know it's 20 dollars for a dvd at target a blu-ray at target's 20 bucks i i can spend less than that and get a like billions of hours of entertainment on netflix for less money a month and I could no life Netflix all month and watch way more than one movie it's it's just like it's not false equivalence I still paid 10 what I get for the season is more than I get for one armor set my 10 is worth less than the Eververse in the season pass no it's not worth less no it's not if I go and buy the movie from Target for 20 my $20 is not worth less when I compare that 20 to the Netflix subscription it you get to keep the DVD though? Yeah. And you get to keep everything you buy in the Eververse for forever. And the stuff in the season pass and the content in a, in a live service game can sometimes be inaccessible, taken away, adjusted, nerfed, whatever. Cosmetics are eternally usable. So, you know, the, the, the guns that you're getting in the season pass will eventually get sunset. So they're not viable in the, uh, in the end game. Like, you're basically arguing about, a, like, I'm getting a great deal on the season pass, and therefore that means the Eververse is, is a ripoff. Like, uh, it it doesn't make any sense. If you were truly charged per item in the season pass, it would be like my example with the Old Spice bundle. If you charge me per price of these items, it's going to cost me more than the 10. That doesn't mean my money is worth less when I buy the Old Spice items individually. You're making an argument that doesn't jive with like any basic economic study of like supply, demand, and value transmission to the consumer. It's nonsensical. It's, it's, it doesn't even make any sense. You go and buy a value meal at a, at a, at a, at a fast food shop or buy the items individually. You're going to spend more when you buy the items individually. That doesn't mean your money is worth less when you buy the burger and fries separate. It, it, <laughs> it's a bundle. <laughs> it's a bundle. It doesn't, the bundle doesn't dictate value. The consumer demand dictates value. It, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it, and, and this is exactly how it's supposed to work, by the way. This is exactly how it's supposed to work. If you think your money doesn't get its value in the Eververse, then you don't spend the money. That's how supply and demand works. But there are people that say, no, I'll spend 10 bucks on that. Whoop. It would be like me going door to door with the really expensive bottle of water. So he's like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. And then the next person's like, I'll buy that. 
it, it it's it's all about it's all it's all about the perceived value of the consumer you don't see it others do who's right how can you argue that you're right and they're wrong it, it has it, there is no right or wrong it has nothing to do with that That's under the impression that the season pass ornaments are equal to the Eververse ones. Imagine it's like the Old Spice bundle is made up of smaller bottles where the ones are sold separately are larger. No, they're actually not that way. Those really nice gift set bundles of the Old Spice are usually a bargain. You usually get a really, really good... Uh, uh, it's essentially like it's, a, it's like a sale. It's like a sale. Dude, are you kidding me? The armor ornament sets are awesome. It's a full ornament. It's a full armor set. And again, that's totally subjective. I thought the Amalan and the Vice ornament sets in the Eververse were ugly. I thought the Eververse, uh, I thought, I'm sorry, the ornament sets for like the ones that were all Vex for Vex Offensive that were like shiny and lit up and the ones this season. And I thought the ones from Season of Dawn, I thought the ornamental sets we got in the season pass were awesome, but that's subjective. I could look. I could look at, a, at, a, at a, an ornament set in the Eververse right now and be like, "Ugly," and the guy next to me is like, "I think it's amazing." It's totally subjective. So you can't say they have better or worse stuff in Season Pass versus the Eververse because that again just comes down to your opinion. Just a thought experiment to be devil's advocate. No, 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 no. I, I, I love the back and forth on this. I, I think so many people fail to understand, and this touches down on the stupid sports game card packs too. If there is a willing consumer base, they'd be dumb to not keep selling it. You're making millions of dollars. A couple how dare yous on Reddit or Twitter ain't going to make them stop, dude. They're swimming in Scrooge McDuck's money pit. <laughs> like, of, of course they're going to keep doing it. Thanks, Mama. Of course they're going to they're gonna keep selling the Fortnite skins at the price that they're selling them at. They're, they're making money hand over fist. It's like when you sign up for an in-store program. Why do they give you such a deal? Because it gets you to shop more and stay engaged longer. Playing the game uh, to get your money's worth. Right. 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 So, sports games loot packs are gambling, though? Well, that's a whole other discussion, because now they're having to say what the percentage chances are of the items inside. That's like, that's like a law that got passed. So you're not actually... You are gambling, but you're you're way more informed than when you buy like a scratch off. You know the chances of getting you know Michael Jordan or whatever out of the pack, and so that's that's like a new standard now for those those essential the, the, the uh, loot boxes. You got to remember something. You you really got to give Bungie some credit here. They got rid of the loot boxes. They got rid of the RNG. They gave you direct purchase, and they've minimized how many items are purchase only, like. They've done all the things that people want from a micro store. Oh, scratch-offs have the odds now too? I didn't know that. I've never bought one. Don't you see though? Like if if you're going to go to a micro spending store in the gaming world right now, that's what everybody always asks for. They hate loot boxes. They hate RNG. They want direct purchase so they know how much they're spending. Those are all the things we asked from Bungie and they gave them all to us. And then when it was a 50-50 split... About 50% of the items could be purchased through Bright Dust and about 50% of the items could be purchased through Silver. They said, we're going to make that an 80-20. We're going we're to make that an 80-20. So they, they've, they've progressively, I think, met us really, they've really met us in the middle here uh, in, order, in order to make a, a better micro store. So. <clears throat> 
the sports games loot packs is a loose comparison no no no. i'm not making a comparison what i'm saying is that's another commonly criticized form of micro spending and i've always said if there's a willing consumer base they would be stupid to stop doing it they're a business you can you can criticize it you can call it all the names in the book my point is simply (laughs) they're making money from willing consumers why would you stop is my point Unless you're breaking a law or you're doing something unethical or dishonest, only then does it really do I have a problem with it. Bungie's store is actually very consumer friendly. Just the value transmission is based on the consumer that's buying it. Agreed. Yeah. 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 It's very, very different. I was just saying that's another micro micro spend that's very criticized. So, okay. We got to move on. That's good. That's good. This always brings some sauce. That was 30 minutes on one question. (laughs) Do you think, this is from Han Solo, do you think Destiny is moving further away from making the people who pay for content feel isolated when they make the free-to-play content so focused? I don't feel like they are trying for non-free-to-play. Well, you have to remember something. And thanks for rolling the likes over, guys. We just hit 800 likes. You have to remember something. Free-to-play doesn't take away from you. It doesn't. You get what they get. And I think this is where we're kind of getting lost in the weeds a little bit. So if I scroll up here and show you this part. At first... At first look, it does seem a little strange. The season pass free path is going to offer 7,500 and the paid is going to have 3,000. Right? And you might look at that and be like, well, that's stupid. Right? I'm, I'm paying and I'm getting less? Well, no. No. Everybody gets the 7,500. Everybody. You walk in the door and you get 7,500. You pay, you get an extra 3,000. That, I, I feel like a lot of the times we're looking through the wrong the wrong end of the telescope on some of these situations like oh well I'm getting less no you're not no you're not you're getting everybody gets the same amount and then you're buying the extra 3,000 uh, and, and with regard to free to play and you know Europa and stuff like that I think the reason it's okay to, to, to make this criticism or to ask this question is because it is difficult right now to put meat on the bones. It's really easy for me to look at that number and tell you everybody gets the 7,500. You're all getting it. You're all getting it. Um, and and since you're all getting it, the 3,000 is, is extra. So, Europa. Everybody gets Europa. You get more. You get you, you know you get a little bit more. That, like that's that's how I look at it. I look at it in that way of like, I I get it. I, I really do. I get the, the the idea of like, people feel like they're getting less because people are getting more, and because people are getting more, they 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 have this sense of like, well, why am I not getting more for my money? I used to have to pay to get access to the new planets, and now I don't have to. So I understand why value, like value perception of the expansion is muddied right now. So I've been saying this all along. Rewind the clock a couple weeks and what was I saying? Beyond Light players that got their Beyond Light through Game Pass, what's the motivation for spending the $10? What do they get for the $10 for Season of the Hunt? Well, now we know. They get a separate campaign and a separate activity. That to me was all I needed to know. Okay, that's yeah, that's good because I know I'm going to get the season pass as well. That's worth the ten dollars. 
when you ask me the question about Beyond Light, I do. I have a harder time answering that question. It's like, I. it was like when I went to the page for Season of Arrivals, and it's like, it looks like there's more stuff being given to free-to-play players than this being given to the paying players. But the thing to remember is, you're getting all the stuff they're getting too, you're getting the extra. But what happens is, you inevitably look at the 3,000 compared to the 7,500, and you're like, yes, but that's less. I'm getting less than they are, and I'm paying. That's the problem right now with how Bungie's structuring it. Existing players, you're not necessarily wrong to look at that and kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, now wait a minute, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting less. Well, no, you're not getting less because you are getting the 7,500. But when you see 7,500 and 3,000, and you're like, I'm paying for the 3,000, and they're not paying for the 7,500, that's where people are like, wait a minute, I don't understand, right? A better way to package this would have been to say 7500 for the for for the free path and then season pass owners get an extra 3000 bringing season pass holders to 10500 so then you see 10500 and free at 7500 and you're like oh yeah I am getting more But when you just compare and contrast 7500 to 3000 you're like huh I'm getting less do you see so that that's 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 why I think that's a, that that's 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 a justified sort of confusion point right now is that it looks like you're getting less because your list is smaller than the free to play list on every screen. The the the, the season the season of the hunt calendar you're getting it looks like you're getting less. All they had to do was flip it. Well, more than likely they want to give free to play players a good amount of bright dust so they actually go into the store and and spend because that that's more likely for them to convert into a purchase, you know. Yeah, exactly. Free to play gets seventy five hundred. Pass buyers get ten thousand five hundred. Exactly. That you see that, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I get more. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters at the end, right? Is the, oh, I get more. This is I, I want to buy. And the way they phrase it, it's like, yes, exactly. If you buy the pass, you get three thousand extra with the seventy five hundred, so you get ten thousand five hundred. Exactly. I just think they're struggling because their marketing up to Shadowkeep never had to consider free-to-play and paid customers are both looking at the same information. So their marketing is muddled because you're, it's muddled because it's like for, for all the way up to Shadowkeep, they never had to outline content like this. They've never had to outline the content like this. So they're, you know, I think they're kind of stumbling. Personally, I think they're kind of stumbling. I think paying players are like, I don't understand. I feel like I'm getting less than the free-to-play players. I don't think they're packaging it very well. Uh, Kiltson says, In your opinion, if such a small percentage of the player base grinded be uh, bright dust bounties every week, would it have really hurt to leave them alone? Yes, it would. We had this discussion a little bit ago in the interim. You have to understand something. Let's say that 90% of the player base averages six to seven weeklies a week, okay? If you leave them where they were and you give everybody more brightness in the season pass, even though 90% of the player base is on the lower end of weeklies, they're still going to be getting a ton more bright dust if you leave it as it's currently designed. It's just an economic form of redistribution. They're saying, well, we're giving you some of the season pass, so you're not going to get as much from the weeklies to ensure that the player base at large has an average bright dust total 
of a certain amount at the end of a season. They're they're attempting to control the flow of bright dust because it is inevitably linked to the profitability of the Eververse because the Eververse is meant to make money. That's literally why it's there. And so they are protecting that interest. You got to call a spade a spade here. They're they're protecting the the Eververse. Like the, the Eververse is there to make money. And because it's there to make money, they have to, to certain degrees, protect it so that it continues to make money. So. <clears throat> Bright Dust Grinder is mad because they will get 100 less. Well, they will. And you have to look here. If, you, if you're super, super locked in, if you're super locked in and you're doing 18 weeklies a week, all 12 weeks, you are losing 11,000 Bright Dust. Okay. So, but you have to understand something. You're still getting way more than the people at the bottom. You're getting 32,000 Bright Dust a season, and the people at the bottom are getting 17,000. You're getting almost double what the people at the bottom are getting. So it's like, again, again, I understand the frustration, but you have to see they're controlling the flow of Bright Dust. They're controlling the averages, and that's all they're doing. And to be fair, they have every right to protect their financial interests. They have every right to say, well, you know, we want to make sure that the Eververse economy is, you know, in a good place. And since the Eververse is one of the best micro stores in the gaming industry, I think we can, you know, probably cut them some slack. And if you don't agree with that, that's fine. You know, voice your opinion. Let Bungie know especially with the seasonal content. I think Techno was good to bring that up. Hey, can you at least still give us the good Bright Dust, you know, 200 Bright Dust on the weeklies for the dawning? Because that really helps with the the items of the dawning because they're, you know, they're, they're costly. They cost a lot of Bright Dust if you don't want to spend silver. But again, you got to remember that the, the, those free events dawning, they are meant to generate revenue. They are meant to, to have people buying and spending you know, silver, you know? Um, hang on, let me scroll back up. It's not even just the Bright Dust. It's about priority. Sort bounties, nah. Add Strike Luke, nah. Fiddle with the Bright Dust economy to hinder the hardcore, yep. Yeah, but again, you're, 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 you're expecting the people who analyze Bright Dust averages and data and the Bright Dust distribution through bounties and the season pass, they're not the team that would have created Strike Loot. They're not the team that would have, you see what I'm saying? Like, everybody has their jurisdiction, Whoever was in charge of this, it's it's not like they're robbing they're robbing bandwidth from what could have gotten you more good stuff and more strikes and more loot and more everything so they could fiddle with bright dust numbers. Fiddling with bright dust numbers developmentally, there's no way it's even close to the bandwidth required to make and test weapons or or make and test content loops. Like that, that's it's not again again it, it's I understand the frustration, but that's a that's a I don't think that's a fair comparison at all. I understand the frustration because it's like, where's all the good stuff? Where's the new loot? Where's the strike? Where's the invigoration of strikes? You're worried about Bright Dust? Do this. It's like when they, um, it's like when they patched AFK farming. It's like they immediately patched something that, that that's benefiting us or they patched night, you know, nightmare hunts with the umbral drop rate or the currency drop rate. They patched that. It's benefiting the player and then they let other things sit for a while. It is. It's frustrating when that happens, but generally speaking, a lot of the times those things are, are not as involved. They're easier to tweak. 
they have this as a big bullet point uh, of a TWAB two weeks put. Why such importance? Because you being informed as a player is really important with respect to something like this. Would you rather get sucker punched by this and learn about it once you're in the season? I, I would think you would want to know ahead of time what they're doing. I think that's just good transparency on their part. As opposed to getting into the season and be like, hey, why are all the weeklies only giving me 100 bright dust? You trying to hide this, Bungie? You trying to sweep us under the rug, Bungie? No, they, they, they told us weeks ahead of time how it's going to change. And they told us a while back that they were going to focus on making sure bright dust distribution was better tuned for single uh, players with one character. That inevitably is going to affect people that play religiously on multiple characters. Eknor with the next question. This expansion with the season being close to a full game purchase than a DLC, do you think it will again fuel Eververse store conversion when it lands? Bungie can at least provide who are paying a discounted store. Um, I mean, I would think that's not a terrible idea, honestly. Expansion... If you gave expansion and pass holders like a 10% off in the store, you know, just their uh, their silver goes a little bit longer. You know, hey, you buy $20 worth of silver, you're going to be able to buy, you know, a little bit more because you're going to get like a discount on the items. Um, that might be a pretty good idea, honestly. Just to convince some of the people that are on the fence about like, oh, well, Bungie's going to get They're giving me a little bit of love. They're giving me some love. I buy the expansion and the pass together. And I get a discount. So instead of this item being a thousand silver, it's nine hundred. Um, how about the silver gap fills, the awkward silver amount that makes you want to bump the purchase tier? Yeah, but I don't necessarily worry too much about that. There are so many items in the Eververse that are all all across the pricing spectrum. The lowest price items are what two hundred, all the way up to the bundles that are. 1500 so I don't agree with that they always are like 100 or 200 above what you need yeah but that enables you to buy more items though you could buy an entire armor set and then buy uh, a finisher or buy a ghost projection or buy a emote you're looking at as if there's only one item sold in the eververse and you always have to buy more than that item there's lots of items in the eververse the smaller amounts are there for leftovers after having to bump a tier. But again, I I don't agree with that. I think that the smaller items are smaller items. What should everything have the exact same price? You know what I mean? I, they have different items of different value. Projections are cheap, you know, uh, uh, emotes and and finishers are you know, a little bit more and then you got like the exotic ships and the sparrows and you got the entire ornament sets. So what if uh, you only want to buy the one item and only that item? Sorry. It's a, it's a micro-spending store. It's there to make money, not not uh, not appeal to your, you know, once a month or once a season window shopping. Like, there's only one item you want to buy. Like, I don't have a problem with that. That's just the natural setup of... That's just the natural setup of a micro-store, is you buy a bundle of currency... And then you can go and use it. You also have to consider something. Have you ever seen these stupid micro stores where you can buy any any amount of the currency? They, every time they do that, that's an item in the in the Microsoft store. That's an item in the Sony store. So it looks ridiculous. It's like a hundred pack, 
110 pack, a 120 pack, a 130 pack, a 150 pack. Dude, 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 dude. You get to that page and you're like, what the frick is this? There's 20 pages of currency. Like it's it adds it adds so many itemized items to the actual uh the actual storefront of the Sony uh, or the Microsoft storefront. It's better just to have a couple of bundles and then then be done with it. Yeah, they're 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 trying to make money from you. That's the point. That's why it's there. It's it's totally optional vanity items with zero RNG and direct purchase options. And they have it set up in a way where you end up with a surplus of silver. I have some right now. I have 900. So I've got like a weird total. So I'm in a position where I feel like I might have to spend some money if I want to buy something. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, it's crazy. A micro spending store that's set up in a way to make money off of you. <laughs> it's, it's what it's there to do. It's there to make money. Like, I, and they do it in a way that is better than virtually every, or, or it's, I think it's such a good standard for virtually all micro stores that are out there. You know, it, I guess that's a quibble, right? Is it's like, well, you know, I, you know, I, if I buy, I end up with a, a weird amount at the end and when I end up with a weird amount at the end, I feel like I got to spend more money again. Or, you know, oh, I only wanted to spend, you know, $10 and you're making me spend 15 or whatever. Like, I get it, but that's how these stores are set up. I don't necessarily know if it's right or wrong, you know. Personally, they might want to, and there's not really the ability for you to just go in and swipe a credit card and be like, give me that ghost. You know what I mean? So, I clear the leftover amount on levels. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can just use them on your season pass if you feel like. If you got some odd amount, just use it on your season pass and jump ahead. I mean, that, that's always available. Horn Joe. I am part of the 1% who doesn't mind the change. Everything not holiday-based becomes free at some point. Have you seen a shop system this generous? I, You know, this is a well-timed question. You know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to harp on that. You know, it's like th- 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 this store system treats the player very, very well. Uh, I, th- this change is, uh, you know, is not, is I don't think is that big of a deal. Um, you know, again, I am not going to dismiss people's irritation. I am simply going to say this in the grand scheme uh this in the grand scheme of things is not is not actually hurting the player base it certainly is hurting a portion of the player base but i actually don't think this is that this is as big of a deal um that's not to dismiss people who are irritated i just think in the big picture when i zoom out on it this is a pretty minor thing from my perspective Oaken, do you think that if Bungie made a separate bounty system directed to endgame activities like raids and with better rewards than the weekly bounties, would that appeal more to the hardcore players and possibly turn casuals to hardcores? This is something I touched on earlier. I'm never going to tell you how you should play the game or what you should like or what your affinities should be, but I'm certainly going to say if you're a hardcore player and you're putting in that kind of time, don't you want, I'm going to phrase it as a question, don't you want a better endgame grind than bounties for Bright Dust? Wouldn't you rather have like a really, really cool leveling system on the NPCs to invest in and get cool cosmetics that way? Or uh, a grind in the raid that results in cosmetics that can only be gotten there and cosmetics for your weapons? Like, 
wouldn't you prefer the end game vanity grind to be more attached to actual hardcore content as opposed to a bounty checkbox again i'm not telling you how you should feel about the game i'm just kind of curious like what wouldn't that be better aren't we aren't aren't you gonna maybe 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 just consider that you're maybe asking for the wrong thing you know we should be asking for a better end game grind a better way to look cosmetically distinct in the end game and that could be done with raids dungeons and trials and and grandmasters but is bungie gonna do that I actually am very hopeful about that, Gilly. I'm not going to tell you it's coming. I'm not going to promise you it's coming. I'm actually very hopeful about that because two reasons. Legendary weapon ornaments will no longer be sold, and we already have seen they're putting them in a part of the game with a pursuit weapon. You can go and get different ornaments for the pursuit weapon, and I would, I would, my hope is they're doing that with other activities like the raid and trials of death weapons get their own unique shader which is a form of ornamentation, right? It doesn't change how it looks per se, but I mean, that's essentially what they're doing with the pursuit weapon, right? It's kind of like a skin. So I am hopeful that they do that. And, and, and honestly, I'm asking for that as a hardcore player. I'm not a hardcore player all the time, but I go through a season where I'm going to squeeze the life out of the raid. Dude, give me a way to look distinct on the weapons and the raid gear. That's, that's beyond just going for the God roll. Like I would love there to be, and they said, there's going to be you know exotic accessories in the raid. They actually said that in one of the in one of the posts or one of the blogs. So there is going to be more vanity pursuit in the end game that we haven't had before and that's just something to consider in the grand scheme here. There's there you know Again, I am never going to tell you how you should play or, or how you should think about the game the way that people did when leveling and infusion was a huge headache and they were like, just play like me. I always have the I always have what I need to infuse. Like that that was such a dumb response, right? It's like I don't want to play like you. I want to play like how I want to play. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you how you should play. But I do think that that is something that we should be wanting. I feel like we're settling for something that's this, that's a pretty not-so-great grind anyway. Like, how great is it to grind 18 bounties a week for 12 straight weeks so you can have plenty of bright dust for cosmetics? Is that really the greatest endgame grind? I think we could we could strive for quite a bit uh, more as far as quality in the endgame. Darksider, while not happy about the change, I wonder why doesn't Bungie release it in Season 13 with the other plans for Bright Dust? If they have more plans that work together with these current changes, why not delay this change to Season 13 to bring the Season 13 changes now? I don't know. I don't. I, I, they, they didn't really say why. If I had to theorize why, uh, they're piecemealing it to make sure that it works right, uh, to make sure that you know their project their their projections on what the uh, what the uh the community is going to do they're they're maybe they're they're wanting that to happen first that would be my that would be my theory um they want to see how it goes they also keep in mind game pass is a part of this equation probably they know there's going to be a stupid influx of free-to-play players. In essence, they're free-to-play. Hang with me. I know they're paying for Game Pass, but like, in essence, they're free-to-play in Destiny. They didn't buy Destiny or Beyond Light. They bought Game Pass. So there's going to be this huge influx of players from Game Pass that this could potentially drive to the Eververse store and make money from them. Oh, wow, I got Bright Dust. Let me go spend it. Oh, I'm out of Bright Dust. Shoot, that's cool. I want that. I didn't spend any money on this game. I'll buy something cool. 
They have a brand new free-to-play uh, Cosmodrome tutorial experience and a brand new NPC, Shaw Hand. Like, they're making sure that funnel is really nice. And that's probably why they did this now. Because it will inevitably, I think, increase Eververse purchases. Um, and that, I believe, is ultimately the goal here. Uh, is to... Get more folks in that Everest, man. Perusing, uh, perusing the shop. Poet Anderson. We know Bungie is changing Bright Dust to help turn people to buy things in the Eververse. Why doesn't Bungie just make everything in the Eververse directly purchasable then? It's... There's a science to this that we wouldn't understand unless we worked in that side of the industry. There's a science to this. Uh, the featured item, the store updating every week... You know the the, the di- oh this one's lower right it, it's it's there's elements of FOMO at play you know, fear of missing out that's what FOMO stands for there's a science and a psychology to this here to, to this I'll give you an example of a very basic version of this that you could understand without being like an expert because I'm not an expert so I'm going to give a basic version that makes sense to me. If they went in and they made every single item direct purchase for a dollar, they would make less money and people would buy less. Why? Because it would become common and cheap in the player's mind. A dollar for that armor set? Well, everybody's going to have that freaking armor set. It's only a dollar. I don't want that. It become it, it's, it, it the perception is it has no value. When I had my graphic design business and I was charging a certain amount of money per hour, a guy told me You need to double your rate tomorrow and you'll start getting better clients. And it was instantly seen as true. I did that. I, I I raised my rates and I immediately was getting better clientele because they were looking at my price and they were like, well, that's great. That could save me a lot of money, but I might, I might end up wasting money because you're garbage. Like, why is your prices so low? So I got better clients almost immediately by doubling my rate. Now that was scary. I was like, oh my gosh, doubling my rate. I'm not going to get any work. So the first couple pitches I made with the double rate, I, I got the I got the job, right? Now they may have they may have hired me anyway, but then I was making more money automatically. So in this in this particular situation, there's a science to it. There's a science and a psychology to the perception of value. If everything is dirt cheap, then they would actually lose money and sell less items because it's like. I don't want to buy that. Everyone's going to have that. It's not special anymore. It's a dollar. It's trash. It's a trinket. If it's $5, if it's $10, $8, whatever, you're like, you weigh it. You're like, hmm, do I like it enough to spend this? It's not a piece of trash that everybody's going to have. It's not something that lacks value. So, in that same token, what you're saying, make everything purchasable. Don't do the featured item. Don't do the rotating store. Don't do the store updating once a week. That's all part of what I just talked about, but in, but in another realm that I am not in, in a position to really speak on. But these companies know how to get you to push the button and to purchase, and it's set up in that way. Their storefront, do you remember the Eververse storefront in vanilla destiny 2 it was freaking terrible it was confusing it was muddled it was so cluttered it was so cluttered just like 
it, 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 did, it didn't promote it did not promote any any sort of purchase and when they streamlined it made it better got rid of RNG now it looks like a very very good clean legitimate storefront it looks good that that inevitable I guarantee you they, they got more uh, more people to buy whenever they cleaned it up so now I will say this it does feel like they're leaving money on the table when I go to my exotic and that ornament's no longer available and I want it I would have spent money on the um, there's a handful of exotics that I would buy the ornament for right now and it's just gone I, that is one area where I do feel like maybe they could make some money off of players like me or others that just don't have some of those and they're not getting rotated back in you know they might land from the season past bright you know bright ingrams but uh Archon Forge uh with 7 to 10,000 bright dust will get you 2 to 3 exotic items or one armor set afterwards you're just back to grinding weekly bounties but now the payout is halved. Won't that make it more grindy for new players? No. Again, you're looking at this as somebody with probably multiple characters. If you're a new player and you make one character, this is better for you. You're getting more Bright Dust than you did in the past. Go back to the old system, homie. A a brand new player with one character was getting way less bright dust than this system is giving them. You're, You're ignoring the fact that they're getting more and actually benefiting from this system because most new players are only gonna have one character. Also consider the fact that like, most players don't want to do both Crucible and Vanguard weeklies. They're going to they're gonna have a propensity and an affinity, and they're going to lean toward one side of the game. When those cosmetics come back, when those expansions associated with them come out of the DCV, yeah, I actually don't know, Prolix. I don't know what they're planning on doing with that. So, that one to me makes no sense. I pull up an old exotic, and I'm like, man, I would totally buy that ornament right in the frick now. I would. I would just buy it right now, and I can't do that. And if they have no plans to bring it back, I feel like they're just leaving money on the table. I know it's uh, getting sunset, but if they sold the spare ration ornament tomorrow, I'd be buying it. Well, yeah, they definitely wouldn't do that, though, because with sunsetting, they're, they're, that's one of the reasons I think they're moving away from selling uh, legendary ornaments. So... After I heard most of the talk, I realized my question was dumb. I don't think your question's dumb. No. I think your question actually isn't necessarily like a bad perspective because now they are going to have to, you know, grind more to get Bright Dust. But you're forgetting that as a solo, as a new player with one character, in the old system, they were getting less Bright Dust. So it's actually not more grindy for them. They get a nice amount no matter what and it's a higher amount than they could previously earn without creating multiple characters. A lot of people don't necessarily understand that aspect of it because you just think as a player with multiple characters, you're like, well, I'm going to get all my Bright Dust from the season pass, that's great, but then it's going to be a slower Bright Dust earn as I do all my weeklies on my three characters. A, a, a brand new player with one character isn't, 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 uh, isn't in that ballpark. Why can silver not be earnable in the game? Well, they're separating the currencies. Silver is something you actually buy. Bright dust is something you earn. It's just, it's, it's, it's the reason they do it that way is because sometimes things emerge. Like there were people that figured out how to, you know, go crazy and 
get a bunch of bright dust from that one the, the shell or whatever that was doing something in the the current raids and when those kind of things emerge that's really really dangerous to a, to a micro store when people can bypass the uh, the purchasable currency or whatever so bright dust being separate from silver is a way for me to kind of control and not have to worry about those uh, those problems the ornaments might be in the kiosk yeah maybe maybe Ashen with the next question. This is kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I gotta ask, would it really hurt to get rid of Tess? I can hear her all the way to Zavala. <laughs> I don't really have I don't really have a problem with her. I, I, I actually think it's funny how we kind of meme the different NPCs and the stuff that they say. Um, it's funny the way people meme Hawthorne. I like it. I, I think it's fun. Um, I think it's enjoyable. So... I, <laughs> I don't even need to get rid of her. You need somebody to hate, right? You need you need an NPC to hate, and everybody hates her. And she says, you know, had no wood from Fenchurch today, and you're like, shut up, like you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny. So, listen, we're ending Q and A, but we're gonna keep on going with the live stream. Usually around the time that we do this, though, a lot of folks kind of kind of head out. Uh, I'd love it if you stuck around, but if you aren't sticking around please click the like button and the subscribe button. Uh, We're definitely close to rolling over the likes and the sub count every hour, so thank you for all the people that are helping with that. Um, If we have VIPs to call in today, we're going to go to a VIP call-in session. That's where you can call in and talk to me live on the air if you pick that level of membership. As always, be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com for all my content in one location. And if you're listening or watching this in the other places that it hits, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that took place after my talk about the bright dust changes coming to Destiny 2 Beyond Light. If you're listening to this in any of the podcast platforms like iTunes or Spotify, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday during the day. Just go to sntrlive.com. If you'd rather have all my content in one location, a really great thing to do would be to bookmark sntrnetwork.com. SNTRnetwork.com has the Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and this show all in one location. The individual uploads of like the VIPs and the Q&As and stuff, they hit there as well as the archive channel. So uh, let's get right into the first call. Uh, it is It says Darth Batman, also known as Coldheart, also known as Brendan, also known as uh, Buttlicker. It says here, uh, Eververse isn't bad at all. Changed my mind. Uh, go ahead and elaborate on this for us, uh, Coldheart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll do my best. Um, I had to give you a good intro since you do have so many usernames. <laughs> it's all good, all good. Um, I, I guess I have a different uh, opinion from most people that think the Eververse is, uh, I guess, scummy and predatory. Um, I was, uh, at one point, I kind of felt similar to that. I understand why people didn't like the Eververse. I never went as far as to say it was predatory, especially compared to other the games we have out there that like i mean the 2k games where you have gambling and literally you know other stuff like that that preys on people fortnite and other games like that but i thought destiny always did it tastefully um they got rid of the loot boxes they're the only company i know that has a microtransaction store that tells you hey this is going to be silver only so be on the lookout for it and everything else is for bright dust um now with these changes now with bright dusts i understand the hardcore players aren't going to get as much as they used to. And mm-hmm. I'm one of those hardcore players, but I'm still, I'm, o- I'm always an advocate for the general population of the um, community. If it doesn't hinder 
too many things. So this one bright dust issue, I feel like there's so many other issues in Destiny that need to get priority than this, I mean, nonsensical bright dust in my opinion. So just just from that standpoint, I I don't really care about this bright dust right now. Um but but also too, I was thinking of the uh, the TWAB last week the Everest changes. Um I think that's that's amazing how you're getting kind of you're getting kind of ro- you're getting kind of robot on me can you hear me a player yeah <laughs> it's also slowing you down i don't know what's happening character or two characters i mean these bright dust changes i don't think you can hear me i think they've you a lot I, I'm going to mute him. I got the gist of what you're saying. You're going through like a tunnel or you're going back in time or something. I'm not sure what's happening. It's like super slow and robotic. I I, I, I generally agree with a lot of what he what he is saying is that, you know, the Eververse actually is really, really uh, good as far as a microtransaction store. And they did get rid of a lot of the things that we did not like uh, in, especially in year one. Um, I thought the storefront was really unappealing. There was the RNG, there was the loot boxes. And then when they, you know, they said that we wanted direct purchases, they did that with like the Iron Banner, um, the Iron Banner emote or whatever. And they were like, well, you guys wanted direct purchases. And we're like, that's not what we asked for. We said there should be direct purchase options so that it wasn't so RNG based. So I feel like they went from being pretty tone deaf and not making good changes to the Eververse to really getting a good micro-spending store set up. And I do think a lot of players that are in other games, um, you know, that that are accustomed to micro-spending stores and stuff that aren't quite as nice are probably coming over and saying, this is great, I don't know what y'all are, you know, what we are saying. So um, I would I would definitely say that, that that's good input to say it's, you know, it's not as bad... Uh, as everybody makes it out. I'm going to give you a chance though, to come back in. If there was anything else you wanted to say, I'll mute to see if your connection's better, uh, Coldheart, if there was anything else you were trying to say. Yeah, I, I kind of moved, so hopefully it's better. Yeah, you're fine. Um, the Eververse thing, too, that the changes that I made, um, I guess I'll read a little portion of it. So Season 12, Bright Engrams from Seasons 1 through 9. Um, they're, they're changing that, so you have a better chance of getting all those items, and then they're weighting it towards items that you don't already have even more. So I, I thought that's pretty cool because me as a hardcore player, there's still some stuff in Eververse that I just didn't grab or if I was on vacation, so I missed it. There's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to getting now with the uh, changes for engrams. Um, and then I guess every season, they're going to add another season onto it. So we're always going to be three seasons behind um, in a sense, but each season that we have going forward, they're going to add another season. So starting next week we're gonna have one through nine eververse items Mm -hmm. and then the season after that we're gonna have seasons one through ten so i I thought that was pretty cool that's a that's a nice little you know helping out the guys that are on vacation have to work late who can't get onto the game daily or weekly um so i that's just another thing that i think hey bungie's doing the all they can to you know make money like you said there's a business they need to make money but they're not making predatory or you know being scummy about it they're doing it really tastefully so i mean that's just another thing i really appreciated well and something there's another side to that as well new players are constantly getting dope stuff from those bright engrams because they don't have any of it so like 
I got some great stuff uh, from Bright Engrams all season. I was getting sparrows, ships, and ornaments that I did not have because you can go to your collections and check if it's a new discovery. And I was getting really nice stuff. And a new player, every five levels of the season pass is going to get some t- dope, cool, cosmetic-looking thing. Um, and, and they might get some of the stuff that's not as exciting, uh, like projections or something, but I mean, by and large, I, I think that that is also a benefit to the player. That like maybe you skip the season, maybe you haven't been playing as much during a certain year, and then those ornaments and those items that were you know considered the best of or whatever, they're going to get thrown in there uh, alongside of it. And you know, Destiny's paired up with the with the Prime Gaming thing now. We you don't even have to go to the to the the other platform. You can literally go to Amazon and get your stuff through Prime Gaming if you have the Amazon Prime. Like those, that's another way of getting some of those. Uh, really cool sparrows and ships and stuff that are sort of maybe older and not in circulation uh, anymore. So I, I actually really like the way they've they've set that up. I've I, like I said, I've gotten some cool stuff that I I used it. I was like I equipped it. I was like, oh, this is a cool sparrow. I never got this one. Uh, and same with the ships. I think I was using a couple of them actually until I got the the ship and the sparrow from Vessel of the Lost because I thought those were great actually. And that was a change too. People forget. They said they were no longer going to sell items that were tied to a thematic thing, and that's why you could earn the ghost, sparrow, and ship through Ava Levante, as opposed to it being something that you would buy in the Eververse. That was another great, um, you know, change they made. You just grind out the event and got them. Yeah. Oh, I just want to add one thing. I, in case some people may have missed it in the TWAB, that it, the, all this stuff that they're adding, it's it, excluding Festival of the Lost, the Dawning you know season events like that so i guess crimson days it doesn't include those but pretty much everything else we're going to be getting seasons one through nine into the uh you know those bright engrams that we're going to get and for me personally the only thing recently that i really did not like about bright engrams is i would get so many shaders it's like come on there's so many stuff that i i'm missing but you're giving me shaders and and garbage stuff that i already have but like i said in this 12 they're going to be changing that so it's weighted to um, stuff that I don't have. I mean, duplicates are still going to happen, but it's going to be a lot less. So with, with all those changes, yep. I mean, I'm all for the uh, new Eververse now. I thought right now it was supposed to have a, a propensity to items you didn't have, but are, are they increasing it or something? I thought it already was supposed to work that way, but it's not guaranteed. Um, and maybe they're maybe they're trying to address that in the next season. Because I, I understood yeah, that that's it, how it worked already. It says uh, in the Eververse section that the things that um, let me see. Your chance of earning things that you don't already own increases. And again, duplicates will happen occasionally, but it's it's going to be a lot less than it is now. Okay, so they are trying to curve that down as well to make those bright engrams, you know, better for you if uh, if there's items that you uh, you're still looking for. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, um, I may be a breakout again, so I'm just going to hop out right before that happens. But I appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, man, thanks for calling in. And we are going to move on to our next caller, Mr. Han Brolo. Says uh, the topic he would like to call in about says Beyond Light and the Year Four Seasons. Beyond Light and the Year Four Seasons. So go ahead, sir, Mr. Greg. Okay. Hello. Hello. All right. I apologize again. Um, I just I've been thinking about this a lot like the last few days especially as we kind of ramp up to this live event and we've been talking about the content value and stuff and to be honest like i know they said that for you know it's not going to be forsaken size 
and that the, you know there is the DCV, but I'm not really sure what the whole plan is with the DCV right now because they haven't entirely told us. Because my thinking at the moment is, okay, maybe Beyond Light isn't like entirely the size of Forsaken, but you have to remember too, and I know we pay separately for this, but I still think it's going to be good value. The seasons are staying, right? So if you think about by the end of year four, if they're not rotating out year four activities, which I'm, I don't, I don't see that happening. I can see maybe Dreaming City, maybe, but even then, it's like eh, season of the hunt uses it. It seems like it ties into the Witch Queen. I can see them. They, I can see more stuff coming out of D one than stuff being taken out of D two for the next vault. But I, you know, by the end of year four, we're gonna have four seasons worth of activities content and like you know destination stuff to do on top of the beyond light dlc and i think that you know if they if they can actually tie that stuff together and not have it just be like you know i think that's part of the reason why they're staying they're staying this season is because they'll be tied together as opposed to you know season of dawn and season of worthy and undying where they're kind of like separate events that happen to lead up to something and these are going to be i think for ongoing you know practices that we're gonna have to like keep doing to tie into the story and to tie into like building up to the witch queen i think that's actually like a lot of content and i know like people are saying that 50 percent of the game is going away but you know if we're gonna have like four seasons worth of activities and gear and content to be doing that's new on top of what we've been doing already for like the older stuff and having the beyond light dlc and content i think it's really good value and i think that it could it could really work out work uh work well for people for settling people down if they if they keep that in mind too i mean this is this is a good way of looking at it because this isn't how i was looking at it i continued to mention the fact that like the season stuff was sticking around and that would maybe help like the season rhythm so they don't have to put everything in the first month because you know, season of dawn was super front heavy because it was expired. The stuff was expiring three months later. This is another great way of looking at it that the actual quantity and size of the game will feel really full by the time we get to the end of the summer because there's going to be more things that you can loop back to. Maybe even somewhat reminiscent of Forsaken, how like if you wanted to loop back to the Black Armory Forges, you could if you wanted. Right. That'll be similar. You could in the summer of 2021 loop back to the Wrathborn hunts or whatever if there's something you still hadn't gotten or you did wanted to do or whatever. So the game will feel, I think, pretty full by the end, and that might make sense of. To be, to be fair, people thinking they were going to remove four planets and the entire Leviathan, did you honestly think you were going to get four planets worth and the Leviathan worth of content in one expansion? I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but that's a dumb expectation that people thought that. Like, we've never, yeah, I mean, we've yeah. never gotten five <laughs> giant locate, well, not giant, five locations, one of them being enormous and having multiple raids in it, as well as an activity like Menagerie you're never going to get that in expansion. So that was always kind of like an unfair, it's like a, it's like a cheap shot. Well, they're taking half the game out. We're not, we're getting Europa. It's like, well, it's an expansion. Like taking stuff out of the game is for more long-term benefits, not purely for this beyond light expansion. And I think it's also people like something that's going to be healthy for the game is okay. 
they've taken that stuff out, but what's left over is going to be built on and fleshed out and filled with more stuff to do on it than just, you know, visit the planet, open some chests and do a few patrols. Like Nessus has nothing to do on it right now, but I guarantee you down the line, since they're reinvigorating the dreaming city with this new Wrathborn stuff and you know, maybe somewhere else mm -hmm. that they're going to be putting things on Nessus and they're going to be putting things on the EDZ and they're going to be like fleshing out these destinations that maybe they had plans for, but didn't have time to do or something like that. Because at the moment, I mean, like, I think that that also kind of falls into the gripes of where they're taking out content and there's not like much left. It's like, yeah, that's, that's why I think partially the seasons are staying is to fill that void on what is there and to, and to give us more content on the stuff that we already have. Yeah. And I had a lot of people that thought that they thought that they were making that space and they were going to be adding things back, not just in this year, but over the next couple of years. So it's, it's, <clears throat> the game's not necessarily going to be a one-to-one -one refill over the next 12 months. They're making space be, for, you know, beyond even year four. And that's why I don't necessarily think they're going to take any more planets out. Unless, again, somebody in chat was saying that they were doing it to kind of rebuild and refine some of those locations that were older and had, you know, maybe bad co code or something in them. I don't know if they're going to do that with Dreaming City entangled shore i mean they might i don't know maybe this maybe a similar things happens in the season that leads up to witch queen where we go into the dreaming city and do something and it awakens sabathun and then the dreaming city becomes uninhabitable we can't go there which is kind of what i think they're going to be doing with these planets they're going to disappear or become uninhabitable they could do a very very similar thing with sabathun and then subsequently you could take tangled shore and dreaming city out rebuild them rework them do whatever it is they're trying to do and then bring them back later and by that point, though, we'll have stuff coming back in. Right. So it's, you know, I, I think it'll be a good cycle. And I think it's not going to be as bad as we think. But I am also hoping that, like, purely for Beyond Light, we have some stuff that just happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's also things coming out of the DCV that we're I mean we're pretty sure about mm -hmm. like the dreadnought and other things that like it, there's there's also other benefits to this that it, maybe Cosmodrome won't really be felt as a great huge benefit for the existing player base because it's primarily sounding like they're going to use it for new players but I mean it leaves the option for the dreadnought to return and the the king's fall raid and then the plague lands could return at some point and wrath of the machine you know I'll, I'll be very disappointed I, I... if we don't get wrath back at some point I would say so, but I also am not 100% sure how much is going to come out because, you know, on the on the page it says the DCV will contain all destinations and activities for both Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 with the potential for vaulted content to return to the game in the future. Now, I don't know how to take that as some may come back, some may not come back, like with factions or... You know, or like how Warframe did it, where they said, oh, we're going to shelve raids for now, and then, you know, it might come back, and then they never actually brought it back. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool, especially as someone who never got to play D1, because I was an Xbox lad, you know, mm. uh, to be able to experience a lot of that content. Because, like, when I go back and I do watch, like, a lot of the content for it, it looks, it looks really cool. The, the Dreadnought looks nice, and... uh I'm I'm excited to do Vault of Glass as well. I mean, I I've heard mixed things about it, but 
it's, it's a new raid for me, and it's it's content that goes back to the first game. So it's like, okay, all right, well, let's we'll see what that'll be like. I mean, many attribute Vault of Glass of uh, saving the franchise before Taking King did, because Destiny didn't have a reason for like hardcores to play, and Vault of Glass did that, and it's so it's looked at as sort of the first the first saving net that kept the game from falling into an abyss. And then Taken King obviously came in uh, and and really really up the uh, up the player base. So, and also you have to consider Vault of Glass, Dreadnought, Taken King, Wrath of the Machine. All of these are going to land on not just PC with higher FOV and frame rate, but after December of this year, everything's going to be looking better even on consoles. If you have the new consoles, you're going to get the FOV slider, you're going to get the 60 FPS, higher resolution. So. Some of these environments deserve that. I mean, they really do. Because the Dreadnought, truly, at the time, with the consoles that they were building for, Dreadnought's one of the most remarkable environments they've built. The areas, the size, the scope, it just felt enormous. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's still that famous fight scene where you go up and fight uh, Oryx, and there's the there's Saturn in the background. and the Oh, that's still, to this day, one of my favorite fights and environments. It just felt epic it felt legitimately epic that we're fighting this guy <laughs> not even in the raid i mean like in the campaign fighting him on that edge and then out in the distance you could see saturn was just incredible so i i i would love for all of those experiences and environments to come to you know the next gen look and feel as well as pc that's next gen is probably i think it's going to be a very exciting time and i i like when i see that stuff i'm like yeah i agree i would I would love to be able to experience that reinvigorated and re like reworked to, to look and feel like it's current gen, you know? Um, I will say one thing quickly about the Eververse stuff, which is that I, I think it's a good thing, but I also think they're banking. I think it's unexpected because I think they're banking really hard on being able to reel people into the game with the store with the cool cosmetics and everything, because that's what a lot of these kids that play on the game pass and stuff are like, um, they want the cool cosmetics and they want to see the battle pass and everything. And bearing in mind, again, when the game launches, the new consoles will be out, but destiny two won't be at their 60 FPS, you know, new quality style. Like, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have to rely on reeling people in with like, this game looks cool. You're going to feel powerful. Like here's some cool cosmetics and a battle pass that will get you free stuff to earn that cosmetics in order to get people to stay up until December when it comes out with the proper thing. And I, I hope that they also kind of tell people on a pop-up, like it's not current, it's not next gen yet, but it's coming. So stick around until December 8th, because otherwise, you know, you could see that player base skyrocket and then take a nosedive because people just aren't patient enough for it. I never considered that, that Battle Pass is going to bring a lot of people in that are going to think maybe the game doesn't look that great. Um, maybe They're going to need to do a really good job of letting those people know, hey, you know, this game is going to get a huge uptick in performance and appearance in a month. Like, you know, anybody who buys yeah. that console, because, you know, there's tons of people that are going to stay on the, on the Xbox One and the X and the, the S and all that. A lot of people aren't going to get the Series X immediately. That's a huge player base mm-hmm. that'll still be in there and loving and getting a good experience. So 
they're just going to want to make really, really sure they tell those folks, hey, you know, thanks for getting De- checking out Destiny on the Series X. There will be a, these these graphical updates on December the 8th or whatever it is. Uh, that needs to be front and center for, for folks, I think. Yeah. And currently on the Xbox store, it is not. <laughs> it is. No, it's uh, They got to change that. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. It, uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah. I'm going to move on. We're, we're, we're keeping good pace here because we have more callers than I think we ever have. Uh, next is Wolverine. Wolverine here says calling in about year one to three exotic armor ornament acquisition. What uh, what are you talking about here? Well, you know, as most of your viewers have already known me, where I step in terms of the game element of Destiny, I have a PvP background. But there are multitude of things within this game where I feel that I'm confident enough to enter enter a discussion. Uh, one thing in particular about today's uh, topic, where I felt confident enough to uh, almost voice out where I think a change might be needed, or at least to be recognized and I pulled up the TWAB and Coldheart had mentioned it earlier in the TWAB that came out last week about the Bright Ingrams and that season 12 will contain all content from season one through nine. Uh, Where I'm trying to pinpoint my argument is that there are individuals like myself that are hunting ornaments for year one exotics that they're either still using within the PV aspect or PVP aspect, whatever aspect of the game, they just use this exotic. Um, for example, uh, me in particular, I use the Gemini Jesters, and as if you know anything about those pants, the color schematic is mm-hmm. very hard to alter. Yeah. If you do not have this uh, ornament, you essentially cannot change the purple out of out of the pants. So it's my obsessive compulsive uh, actions are kicking in where I want my. Uh, uh, guardian to be uniform in terms of my uh, all white shader from uh, Trials of the Nine. So I feel that uh, I, this is a great step that they're incorporating this within the Ingram. I do think the language was a little vague in terms of how they described it, but what do you expect from you know the TWABs and the individuals who write them in terms of the language that they've you know distributed to us? Uh, verbatim it says, but the Ingrams will be weighted to grant you things you might be hunting. You know, if that isn't the most vague sentence I've ever read, I really don't know what is, you know, might be hunting. There's there's at least three exotic ornaments I have that Mm -hmm. friends of mine are looking for or coveted. And I'll never use it just because I'm a hunter main and only character. But at the same time, I'm just never going to use those exotic, even if I had those characters. It's just there's not a lot of give and take in terms of obtaining certain exotic ornaments granted i understand these are supposed to be coveted and precious items but we're talking year one two and three exotic ornaments there should be an easier way to either go about these whether it's through eververse silver or bright dust uh, purchases like how they do with these events whether it's circulated out weekly monthly what have you Mm-hmm. But just relying on the bright Ingram distribution of RNG on top of RNG stacked together, I just I, I have a problem with. I, I'm I'm one of the these people that have been Googling when was the last time uh Gemini Jester ornaments went into the yeah. uh the the Eververse and it's like two thousand seventeen. I'm just like, okay, well <laughs> this is, is that ever gonna happen? 
But yeah, that, I don't know if if you've ever felt this way or if you know other people might have felt this way in terms of an easier way to. I don't want to be handed in an ornament, but I want to be able to say, I know there might be a chance if I do this or if I go this way, if I, a better streamline event or at least just a paying portion of a monthly or weekly or yearly rotation of these ornaments. Yeah, I felt this um, most recently. I don't. I didn't feel it a lot, but I felt it for the worm husk because I thought the worm husk was. I didn't like it. I felt like I looked like, you know, the green goblin or something. And I liked the Vex one. At least it's red and kind of, you know, mechanical looking. And I couldn't get it. I I, I wanted it and couldn't get it. And I don't know if ornamentation like that for an exotic should be in a category of want but can't get. Uh, I understand, you know, ornamental sets or or ghosts or sparrows or things like that. That's not quite the same. Uh, So... And I don't know what they're supposed to do here because there's so many of them. I, I think that's probably part of the problem is there's just a junk ton. Some weapons have like four or five ornaments and others have like one. But still, I mean, the, the, the sheer quantity of ornamentation for exotics. The hope would be that this change next season does weight it enough that, truth be told, at the end of a season, I mean, you're getting a stupid amount of those of those bright, ingr- bright ingrams or whatever, which is like every five levels, and even when you go up to like level 200 or whatever, you're still getting them all the way there. So I would hope that that would be enough to fill in some of those gaps for you, but Bungie could also be mindful about the fact that like, if there's an ornament that they're never going to make accessible even in that way, they're not even going to put it in that pool, because that bright ingram pool is limited to whatever you, they think yeah, that's the best that's what something I wanted to ask you linguistically. How do you decipher Ingram will be weighted to grant you things you might be hunting? Like how do you how do you decipher that? How do you read that? I, I read that as like, hey, you might get a chance, the same chance you've been having all year or your entire career. I think when they say you might be hunting, they're saying that you know items that you don't yet have. They don't know that you're hunting it or not. I think they're making it conditional on the player. It's not It's not that... I think they are going to lean it toward things you don't have because that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to fill in some of those gaps from you know the past years of items that you, you know for whatever reason, uh, didn't get. Um, but what's it weighing to, towards? What do you think? Like that, that, that's where I'm saying, what is, what is that balance act weighting towards? Obviously, things you don't have. I'm sure it's, they're going to streamline first things that you don't have. Mm-hmm. But where, where, I, where that's what I, I don't know. That's, I'll get lost in these twabs, and I'm sure most of us do. We'll pick, pick apart, you know, certain things. Of like, did they mean it this way? Did they mean it that way? And this is one of those things I was a little frustrated about. I'm glad it was pointed out that seasons one through nine bright ingrams are essentially you know sought after by you know individuals but at the same time it's just not enough it's not enough information and you know i I, someone said in chat that these things are quantifiable uh quantifiable and and i agree you know it's just putting these things within the eververse per character if like you're on your hunter if you're on your warlock you'll see that that one at the bottom that daily or that weekly one that's ever changing is is character specific well yeah and you also have to consider like i don't think when they say you might be hunting it they're not going to be like oh this guy uses ace of spades all the time let's make sure and give him 
be, you know, an ace of spades ornament because he might be hunting it. I think they're literally just saying you may or may it, it might be something you've been looking for because I I was getting sparrows and ghosts that I had that I never had gotten and I was excited to get them, but I wasn't necessarily hunting them or, or wanting to see them. So if you're hoping to get a particular you know exotic weapon ornament, um, I don't necessarily know if there's going to be a way for you to indicate that you're hunting for that. It sounds to me like they're just saying. You're going to be getting items to fill in, and they may be items you're looking for. Yeah, just it seems pretty cheeky, but like I said, it just goes along with the vague nature of what we've been used to with these twops. And it's a huge pool, so I think it's hard for them to say, we're going to weight it to stuff you don't have, but I mean, there could be a stupid amount of things you don't have. Like, if you missed seasons one through six... There are so many dumb ghosts and sparrow reprints and reskins back there. Just go into the collections and go to all seasons. Like I think it's like one through six or one through nine. There were way more items back then, um, and a lot of them are just reskins. So there's if if you miss some of those seasons, you're going to have so many things hurting your chances at the item that you want. Uh, and that's the other thing they have to consider is you know, maybe weighting it also towards some of the more, some of the exotic ones, because the exotic ship sparrows and the exotic ornaments are more exciting than some legendary sparrow from Season 7. Um, you know, $5 from Angel says, if they had a system like Apex Legends where you can't get duplicates, uh, that would make it work. Yeah, it's apparently supposed to help with that as well. Um, you know, less dupes or whatever. Um, Agent Atwood is asking for the likes to roll over. We might actually be able to hit a 1,000 likes today if about you know, 50-some-odd people hit the like button who haven't hit it yet. We love to see the 1,000 like milestone each day, so thank you for everybody who's getting us, who's gotten us really, really close. Um, so, yeah, I, this is where I don't know what their philosophy is, so it's difficult for me to to square why they might be doing it. Why wouldn't you just let me swipe my credit card for five bucks and get the, get the ornament for the worm husk? Yeah. You, you know, you made me wait, and then I got it with Bright Dust. That's what I was just about to say. Would you be opposed to a system where, like I said, if it was just rotating on a weekly or monthly basis where you could either use silver or purchase um, uh, these ornaments with, with your bright dust uh, or, or purchasing silver? Would you think that would break some sort of semblance that these are you know not as unique anymore uh, personally i i don't really think so i think if a person really wants something it, it could just be you know able to be chased i think when you make a game where uh uh cosmetics are more sought after than physical items that actually help your character i feel that then the game's at a complete imbalance well and if there's two ways of looking at this because if they suddenly give you the ability to do that to like buy something like that people might be like well that's you're just trying to make more money you're just trying to squeeze us for money instead of being like well if not you're never going to get it because it's been rotated out you know you're not going to get that worm husk ornament <clears throat> so I there's always multiple ways to look at this kind of ornamentation and it's kind of ways to like decorate your character or your guns or your armor um, you know can can we say that you know vanity items are owed to us or should be more accessible or should have direct purchase options we would have to know where those items fit in Bungie's grand philosophy and I think they haven't really outlined that because they might not know I mean they're at a stage they've never been before there's so much loot in this game compared to D1 and they're pressing on 
for three plus years. I mean, I, nothing. It's not ending at Lightfall, so I think a minimum of five more years. You know, half a decade more of Destiny. It, it, what, what are you going to do with all this stuff? What are you going to do next year? With I guess all I'm these- not necessarily asking for these things to just be handed or given or entitlement. It's just if they're not going to be something that we can either chase through the bright Ingram system in a more uh, expedited way, then circle cycle cycle them out per character to be purchased within the eververse whether it can't just be one per you know what we've had that one uh sickly uh looking one in, for the uh for the hunter in the um, eververse you know for the last five months it's just like yeah. why couldn't that be changed on a monthly basis why couldn't that be changed every other week or something like why well, I, I, I don't see how something like that could have not benefited you guys because there would have been more people more inclined to be like hey i want that well and yeah and i i need to i need to maybe correct something in in chat donut says um lono has said in the past that the price of eververse items should never change because it ruins the perception of value that's not a good quotation or representation of what i've said what i have said is you can't make all of the items dirt cheap because when you do that it lowers the perception of value. So if everything's a dollar or two dollars, it's going to be perceived as junk. Now, that's not the same as what you're saying. You're making it sound like I'm saying that the prices should never go down. I have no problem with like a year later saying, hey, this is an older ornament. At the time, it was, you know, a thousand bright dust and now it's 700. It's been discounted. It's been knocked down or whatever. Um, And then that gives you the ability to direct purchase it if you want. I don't have a problem with that. My my contention has always been you can't gut the price and make everything dirt cheap um, because then that hurts value. Like if everything's a dollar, they would make less money because people would be like, well, this is junk. Everyone's going to buy this. It, 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 it has no it has no value. It's cheap, you know. Now, let me ask you this this one final thing, if because this is where I actually thought of this this nature of or this this idea of something they could do just based off of the last um uh, event that we just had i didn't touch the the haunted forest event unfortunately i didn't do one little thing for it and it's it's i'm i'm a little saddened by that i don't wear that as a badge of honor i wear that because i there was not nothing for me to chase no exotic and you know i think feel like guardian games didn't have the air apparent i wouldn't even have done that one either and i think that's a, another outlying issue that we've we've talked about where the, these events have been not so stellar but going back to the issue at hand would you be opposed if this rotating uh exotics per character whatever let's say let's just say three three are changing on a on a seasonal basis in terms of which exotics you have would you be opposed to the pricing being the same what they were for the the haunted forest where you're the it's steep is six thousand bright dust or 1500 silver whatever that calculates into uh usd but would you be opposed of a high price point like that, like event price point? Because it almost makes it more like would a person want to walk away from 6,000 Bright Dust if they have it? Or a person might not ever get 6,000 Bright Dust because they just might not even care. I Yeah, I could see it going either way. I mean, I really could. I could see that going either way because there's there's – there's the, there's the one-handed argument that would say, well, at least give people the option to buy it with the bright dust, and then there's the other hand that's like, well, it would be so expensive, and you're not owed it. If you're going to want it that that far down the line, you got to pay the money. You know, you missed yeah. your opportunity uh, to get it for bright dust. Um, I could I could see either being acceptable. I I wouldn't have a dog in the fight of how they do it. I just think the principle would be that 
if there's a really really old ornament for the Suros regime or the Huckleberry or your or your your Gemini jesters that you want, you should have an option to buy it direct if you want for silver. Um, I just think that's a fair request. Just put it in the collection screen. I go to the collection screen. I'm like, oh, I don't have this one. I can buy it for silver. I think this theory kind of checks a few boxes in terms of where they want to keep these exotic ornaments a little bit more coveted and sought out because if it's obviously on a rotation, you're going to have to be there to get it. And then if this price is as steep as six, I, I thought I thought 6,000 Bright Dust, it, I had enough to buy it, the stuff for the uh, the Haunted Forest, but I, I knew that 6,000 was a lot for something I knew I probably wasn't going to equip because I thought it was meh. But mm-hmm. 6,000 Bright Dust is a, is a good amount of Bright Dust. So I feel if someone's able to part away from that bright test, they either have a, a ton, which I, 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 I'm betting to say that the anywhere from the casual to the semi-casual doesn't have that much to dispense, but they might want some sort of ornament at that time. But I, I, at the, at the, like I said, at the same time, I feel like this will check a box in terms of keeping that price level that steep in terms of saying, hey, you're going to want to want away from walk away from 6000 Bright Dust or you can give us 20 bucks real money and just get it for that. Right. That, that, that's another thing to consider is that you're you're keeping sort of a FOMO, a, a sort of a FOMO thing in place, because if people are like, oh, I really want that ornament and I can't get it because it's old. When a new ornament shows up that they really want, they're going to feel that tug and that pull to be like, oh, I better buy this because it's going to go away and I won't be able to get it. And like, maybe that's part of the design. And I don't think that's like scummy or bad or anything. I, I think that's totally fine. I, the, 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 the nature of, of buying something when it's available or missing the opportunity I, because it's totally optional and non-game impacting, I don't have a big problem with that. So they, they, they could certainly say, you know, no, we, we, we like that feeling of you missed your chance. That's an old ornament. Yeah. And then when new ornaments show up, that's always in the back of your mind. You know, I better buy this now because if not, it, you know, it, it could end up like this worm husk ornament or whatever ornament that it just, uh, is, is, is gone for, for years at a time or longer. And I can't get it. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I could look at it that way and say that that could be Bungie's philosophy. That's why I said without knowing their philosophy, it's kind of tough, but that could be their philosophy is that, you know, that's pretty low level FOMO. You got plenty of opportunities to buy it when it's, when it's there and when it's relevant. And if you don't get it, you don't get it, you know, and then maybe it shows back up on the bright engrams, uh, you know, but maybe not, um, Here's you know. crossing my finger for next season that I get a little bit more luck than I've had. I know that the pl- uh, the pool one through nine is a little bit, you know, big, but at least I know that there's a higher chance now than I had at any chance at this season. So, uh, good talks today, man. Good thoughts. Yeah, yeah, and keep in mind you're always chiseling at that at that um, old pool. You're always you're slowly filling all those gaps. So every season you should be getting closer to items that you want. I mean, because you're you spent all of this year chiseling at that, right? You've been getting items from some of those seasons you had zero interest in. So the hope would be as they give you that good propensity and do protection next season, you've already whittled some of that group down. So that should help too. I, I mean, I'm certainly hoping because I'd like to use these this ornament because I'm I'm starting to think that I'm going to use this helmet next season. Uh, what helmet? This, what helmet? The, the shade step helmet where it changes your uh, shade into the uh, the blink on the hunter. 
Oh, it, it, it allows you to... Oh, it's not blink. It's called sh- uh, shift? Well, yeah, it's shift, yeah. Blink, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I couldn't think of it. But at the same time, why I think it's going to change for me because I'm going to be able to utilize that brief second of invisibility because I use Top Tree currently to utilize the kit more so than the super. And going invisible while dodging is a big part of my playstyle. So with this brief moment of visibility while shifting, I that opens me to use bottom tree and be a little bit more uh, effective with my super while having a quiver. Hmm. It's I, gonna it's meta, meta changing. I, I've talked <laughs> to a few friends. Uh, it's it, it's gonna be fun to see uh, what people are gonna do. Not only with that helmet, but I have a few Titan friends that are pretty excited about those gauntlets where you're gonna yeah. absorb the uh, shield. Those gauntlets are gonna be be the new Antius war. Just write it down. I think they'll be I, the most hated I, exotic I next year. Next year. Next I agree. Season. I think I think this is gonna bring a whole new level of what it is to be you know the planet of the apes, man. It's just gonna come at you hard. Yeah going to be the most hated exotic dude because entering a lane with an overshield every what 10 seconds <laughs> it's, yeah I, and 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 i i uh i feel confident of saying the streamer but asked across has just made a, uh, a video about resilience and the possibility that it's almost uh, likely that resilience is going to be a, a stat worth worth chasing now meaning they're they're adding a little bit more to it in terms of it, its effectiveness not just on the cooldown of the shield but in terms of tanking a little bit like uh yeah. for instance thorn thorn bleed yeah yeah sorry every 14 seconds no i think antius wards were hated more than one-eyed mask personally i think antius wards got more uh got more yeah. hate than one-eyed mask yeah. so either way either way the titans continue to get exotics that are going to make people spew salt and uh <laughs> That exotic is no exception, the one that we've seen. So it's going to be fun when we get to the exotic conversation. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Take it easy, bro. All right. Going to light leap now. Please don't yell in our ears. My German friend, it says live events and their rewards, player mentality about rewards. Go ahead. Don't worry. That joke would be tiresome now. Okay. (laughs) Well, first of all, I have to say, so we call Wolverine a PvP player, and he's one of those dudes that instead of coming for a fair fight, he goes invisible all the time on his hunter. Mm-hmm. Come on. I mean, I just got to call him, call him out on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, something, uh, The what I wanted to talk about is basically on our conversation yesterday, I was surprised that you and others felt so strongly about the emblem. So I just wanted to clarify where we stand. Yeah. So I, so I, I didn't see it as what you, what you talked about as hardcore versus casual. Like there is hardcore emblems and there is casual emblems. Mm-hmm. I saw it more that there's all kinds of like in the, the fact in the game is currently there's all kinds of emblems, right? You can buy some directly by purchasing something via the Bungie store. Right. You you can, um, you can go uh you can you can donate something right you can you can get some from gifting subs on twitch you can get some only from the collector's edition right there's tons of emblems that just you you can't have them all right there's some that for giving out for GameStop and friends it's one of the rarest emblems in the game currently so i thought okay how can this reward be cool and that would be let's say they would make a four-day event like you said where one planet disappears every day and they would just be like, you would have to go there and witness and talk to the, talk to the, um, 
um, vendor on the planet every day, something like that. And in the end, only those players who actually witness all of it would get it, right? Mm-hmm. Why? I, I I think that's like that makes the emblem actually cool, right? In in, the, in this case, I'm not talking about like that. I don't want others to have it. If that would be the case, I wouldn't be able to have it actually this weekend because I'm going away um, for for a night. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't understand. Yeah, well, like I think it's like a dangerous mentality. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. You can't. They can't do anything that you could that anyone could possibly miss. Because especially emblems. Like, imagine they would do this more often, right? And you would have some of these emblems, some not, but at least they would have some meaning. Like, oh yeah, remember that was that four day event. That was when they did this in the game, right? They're just something minor, you know. And I, I think mm-hmm. like this this mentality of like, oh no, they can't possibly do that because I would miss it personally. Yeah, that's that's I don't know. I think that stops us from having some minor cool rewards in a game. The way I looked at it was this was that I think you can still have that the spirit of what you're saying can happen without being so rigid. So if you are here, you know, one of those four last days, you get the emblem to kind of commemorate the end of year three and the new and the new year and the new season and then once beyond light is here you can't get it anymore i still think that's pretty cool because that's not everybody a ton of people would forget a ton of people would have no idea there's new players there's returning players that just didn't even bother and so we would all have it as like a hey we logged in took part in kind of the evacuation mission or the calamity whatever that the one the one we're missing right now it's calamity protocol or whatever we're supposed to we're going to witness something um I just felt like it was really, really rigid to say a really, really small percentage of players are going to get this thing. Because, I mean, missing one day is pretty easy for, 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 I would say, almost the entire player base. It's very easy to miss a day for personal reasons or... You're just you're you're literally unable because you're you're working or you got family or kids or you're traveling or whatever. Um, so that to me, I don't think is necessary to create what you're trying to create. I think we can get where you're you're wanting to go without being so so rigid. I I don't want to establish this idea that like something like this needs to be accessible all the time because that defeats the entire purpose. If I can come in a month. Yeah, if it's December and I can go get the emblem, that's stupid, right? I, I I would definitely agree with that. That defeats the entire purpose of doing it. But if you give people a four day window to log in and snag it, or I think with the with the the one they did for the tower event, you can still get it. You can still get it. See, yeah, I actually disagree with that. I think they should have ended that at the end of the season. You would have until the end of the season, that final week or whatever, to go grab the emblem, and if you didn't, you didn't get it. I actually, we we are in agreement on that part of it. I do think there should be a cutoff to make it cool and special. Yeah, a two-hour window, only getting the emblem if you're there for the two-hour window. Like, what if your internet was down? Like, what if you couldn't get in? What if you were trying to? Or You know what I'm saying? Or what if you got called into work or whatever? Or your power was out? Like, those shouldn't be reasons that people don't get a freaking emblem. But if you don't go that final week, I don't think you should get it. So I think we are in agreement on some of the principle and the spirit here. I was just seeing this mindset of, like, you got to log in every day four days. I'm like, that's not even... You're not even actually doing anything that special. You're literally just booting the game up why would you deserve the emblem over the guy who missed a day you see what i'm saying yeah i didn't see it as a deserve i I wouldn't say like sure if they would advertise before and as a quest and you have to be there for four days maybe that would be different if they would just like in the end as a surprise drop drop the emblem for people who actually witnessed all of the event right 
I don't know. I just don't have this jealousy. Like I'd be like, oh, cool. Or this guy was there. If I would see it somewhere in the wild, you know, it's just an emblem. If it was armor or weapons, of course, I would be like totally different. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but I don't know. To me, it goes in line with this. So the the reason I I wouldn't think it's so bad is because right now we're on the opposite of side of the scale, right? Everyone can get everything. Oh, that that's the spirit with the umbrals and. And yesterday we had someone in chat, right, who was arguing for re-rolling because he would rather just finally be in the content and grind for a weapon. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault anyone for thinking that, right? That's the way they want to play Destiny. What I fault Bungie for is clearly defining the ga- what the game is, right? So, like, people either like it and want to play it and know it's a looter and they will have to live with the fact that they can't get everything or it's the opposite. Right, and I was I was wondering how you see that because to me right now we're in this weird limbo there that every time they do something exclusive there's like a lot of players who are crying or or something hard to get that um, yeah how is it possible like casuals can get this or I can't get this or I was I was gone mm-hmm. and I, I kind of feel like do you think it's more on us or do you think Bungie should push more in my opinion we need a clearly defined like path or, or yeah. idea about the game right and it has to be okay sometimes to let things go because otherwise as you said yesterday the magic will be gone yeah and i actually think that's where we're headed and that'll be one of the, the complaints because adept weapons and trials i think is just the beginning they're going to be putting adept weapons and strikes they said i think the raid weapons will be stand out i think you're going to see complaints about that there will be people that say that's not fair you know you're putting it somewhere where we can't get i see the subject of accessibility like a rubber band it's it's like this elastic thing and that rubber band gets tighter the more you go up in the game it gets harder and harder to get into some of those elements and it needs to be more flexible at the bottom it needs to be broader and that's where i viewed the emblem for an end of season event thing i was like that that that's more of a of a broad spectrum more elastic more accessible just let people celebrate the end of the year and not and not feel like well i have to log in every single day or i won't get this cool emblem it's more to commemorate the fact that were you there at the end of the season or the end of the year right. yes i was that that's why i saw it as like there could be some elasticity here and give some you know nice accessibility but th- that rubber band gets really tight with adept weapons in a flawless chest and potentially adept class weapons in a raid and i i'm telling you right now that'll be one of the complaints you'll see from people and i hope bungie just ignores it we need to come full circle year one you could get raid weapons by never stepping foot in a raid that was stupid we need to come all the way full circle away from that and actually have true standout weapons in the raid that you if you want them you got to go there to get them we we have to recapture that hierarchy and that's why when people are talking about like bright dust and bounties, I'm like, you should be asking for a living end game with stuff worthy of your pursuit more than yes. worrying about bright dust hoarding. I, I find it fascinating. People complain and want the Eververse reduced, but anytime something impacts the Eververse or bright dust economy, it's like the major thing. People don't care that we are not getting strikes, that we're not getting crucible maps, nothing. But if they reduce the bright dust, suddenly the content is falling away. <laughs> right? It's kind of funny. It was it's the Wilson to, in my in my example. It's like there's so little for them to chase right now. That's their Wilson. They're 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 checking that box and getting that bright dust. Yeah. 
you know, it's the volleyball that that really isn't that great, but it's their Wilson. It matters to them because there's not much else to do in Chase. And I'm telling you, that Wilson volleyball ain't gonna be that special if you actually get a good endgame pursuit where there's cool stuff to chase. You're not gonna have time to do all your weeklies. You're gonna be grinding out the raid. Like if they give us a raid system, loot logistical system like we got in the in the prophecy dungeon where you can keep grinding and trying to get your god rolls and stuff, you're not gonna have time to do all your weeklies. You're gonna you're gonna have a couple of weeks where you just don't get to all of your weeklies because you're gonna be busy pursuing stuff in the raid. Yeah. Also, Greg just said um, he agrees with me. They need to have some exclusivity, exclusivity FOMO stuff for dedicated players. That's not really what I'm talking about. Because even dedicated players, in my opinion, or hardcore players, can have this attitude of like, oh, I play so and so much, I deserve to have all of it, you know? I don't think that's true. I think there should be stuff that is rare or random or, you know, just applied like, you know, like like this. That, that's say, I understand now your point of view, like, and it's like a celebrate, celebratory event and that's it's commemorated. So it's different, but in other stuff, um, if they would give out an emblem suddenly for something like this, I think even dedicated players have to live with the fact because they should see that this is this is what keeps the game appealing if they don't have mm-hmm. everything. For example, I loved, and everybody doesn't understand this, but I preferred the Reckoning grind to the Menagerie grind. Way better, in my opinion. Especially after the drop rate increases, I have to say. Okay, okay. The, the first like, one was it. Yeah, at the beginning it was a little brutal. But, <laughs> but uh, after the two, the first one already made it, the first drop rate increase already made it better, but the second one, now it's now it's really good, in my opinion. Because you, you, it's like classic. You you grind, and, the, and then you kill the boss, and the gun drops, right? If it would yes. drop out of him, yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. perfect. 10 out of no. 10. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't, I never got, I, I ran by, I, I, over the year, I ran it again and again, even now when I knew it was sunsetting came, and I never got the spare rations roll I wanted, right? But I'm fine with it, like, it's like, when I see someone with that full range, rapid hit, mm. kill clip, or rapid slide shot uh, uh, hand cannon, I'm like, oh man, I really want this hand cannon. It's fine, I have a good die, I promise, so I don't complain, but I like that there is this, this rare roll that I want still, right, and I can't get. Right, you have to have unicorns because if not, it, it everything feels like really bland. Like even as something as simple as the Nano Phoenix ship and and Wrath was a yeah. good unic, it was a good unicorn. Um, there's something, there's a weird bittersweet moment when you finally get the thing that you're looking for. You're like, well, I guess I don't run this anymore. You know what I mean? There's a weird bittersweet moment like. I'm not going to do this anymore. Uh, this activity is kind of dead to me. So, like, it's okay to, to have a perpetual unicorn. I do think there's a threshold. I think Anarchy and 1K went beyond what's acceptable. Um, they became elderly citizen unicorns. It was like you just, you be, it took too many times to get one. I think there is a, a safer medium to go for. That's a bit of extreme as far as. Well, they are also, as you always called them, one or zero drops, right? That's that's what makes it different. Like yes. I have a good spare, but there's still like two perks off, but I can use it and it's fine. Like you can't do that with a zero with, if you don't get an anarchy or don't get a. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Yeah, they're binary. They're it's a zero or a one. That's why Ikala's shotgun was so great, but also so terrible because once you got it, you were done. EP died for you. You were like, why would I ever come back and do this? Um, Except for maybe the armor, and even then, back then, armor didn't matter, you know. So it's like it was, it was, it was a dead grind almost immediately. So, yeah, I do think you have to have some unicorns. You have to have those things that are tough to get. And I do think Bungie does so much 
for this if you want it you know they literally design dungeons to be done solo flawless first that's really cool that they do that for people that want to do that and then you get an emblem for solo flawless and i think there's one for solo um and that's really really cool i mean if you have that emblem you have to understand you are a teeny tiny percentage of the player base and that's dope that's way doper than a stupid emblem for standing in the tower and staring at the sky um you know so and and they do uh 24 hour raid uh emblems and first week raid emblems that's also really cool i love that i love that they've done that i i have some of those and that's really neat people like because i forgot that the one was like a scourge day one and i and people are like i can't believe you have that and i was like oh what is this and people were mad that i forgot what it was for but (laughs) it was it's cool i have a scourge day one you know emblem and i don't have a lot of day ones so that's kind of a neat thing and so I, I, I hope they continue to do that. We also know we're going to be getting some exotic, uh, what they call them, exotic accessories this year in the raid. So that's another thing we haven't really had up to now. They put the dumb harpy shell and the divinity sparrow and the divinity ship. All of those were in the Eververse, and that was infuriating. Right. Those had, those had yeah. no business being in the Eververse. Um, and that's not going to happen anymore. Uh, you know, we see that proof positive in Festival of the Lost. You see the, the mummy, uh, ship, sparrow, and ghost earnable grindable and we're told we're getting exotic accessories this year in the raids so i have high hopes but i also know that people are going to get ticked and they're going to say that's not right the best stuff is in flawless trials and the best stuff is in the raid and i'm going to be like yep and it's it's our turn it's our turn you've had everything homogenized and bland for four years three years whatever and can get raid you know raid loot in the tower year one of destiny 2 yeah it's our turn to have some loot worth chasing in the end game because i've always said it the carrot has to justify the journey. Why am I going to chase a, a gun that is marginally different than one I could get in the Black Armory Forges? The example being the pulse rifle in Garden. Oh, it can get rapid hit. I mean, I don't care. Blast Furnace was insanely strong as a weapon. It was marginal difference, you know, going up to the one from Garden. So, you know, it, it, this is this is this is the time for the end game to shine. That's that's really. Um, I know there's a lot of mystery and a lot of unknowns right now, but this really is where I'm setting my sights. The end game loot grind has to shine in year four, and I am hopeful, especially when they say they're going to be putting adept weapons and strikes. That makes me feel really good. It's like okay, you're putting you're putting some investment in the right places if that's if that's happening. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to seeing what they what they come up with. I wonder what, what what do you think? I see a lot of praise for the Umbral system on Reddit. Or generally on Twitter as well. Why? And yeah, I'm wondering, do you think that the player base changed? Or do you think that actually most people really enjoy that type of grind? Because it's surprising to me. I understand that the, 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 um, they like the inten- intentionality of it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Dawn came with this that you could choose your weapon at the end of activity, which I think was cooler, even still too transactional, but better. I'm just surprised that people don't seem to see the problem with it. It's all this is this is what it feels like to me. It's like the frog being slowly boiled in the water and staying oh. in there and being like, "Oh, this is great. The water's so warm." And then complaining that their skin's getting burnt. It's like people don't see that the reason you have like a burned out feeling and a loot apathy is because loot pursuit is so boring and so transactional like they don't see it all they know is they wanted the water to be warmer they wanted loot intentionality and they got it and they don't see what it's actually doing to their own psychology as a player like they don't see it they're just like I don't everybody's so apathetic season to season now week to week they're like I don't give a crap about this stuff or I'm so burned out it's like 
your skin's getting burned because you're being slowly boiled in the water like we they need to reverse the loot pursuit loot should be dropping in the world I like the spirit of the umbral it's great to say I want this let me chase this the problem is I spend two hours getting nothing and then I spend 60 seconds getting it all at one time it's stupid it's I to do a food analogy it's like going to a restaurant waiting a disproportionate amount of time and then you have 10 minutes to eat like that makes the meal really unenjoyable you're like well they're closing or we got to get to the movie and you like inhale the food instead of enjoying your meal nice drawn out get some drinks have some laughs get an appetizer boom 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 that's what playing should feel like play a little bit get a drop play a little bit of it get a drop get a drop get a drop get a drop we're not doing that we're play 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 and then we go back and we're like Oh, umbrals, and you get seven guns at a time. Nobody (laughs) sees it. It's like you don't see that that's what's burning you out and making the game feel really boring and bland. It's so... it's there is not there's nothing exciting about that at all you're you're getting no dopamine hits at all your brain's flatlined for two hours and it's like (laughs) like a little in the tower um they've got to change that they do it's such a i can't stand it it's so boring yeah i I find it fascinating that the person yesterday who wanted re-rolling in the tower i I, that they don't see it's actually i didn't think about that but it's true because i was thinking yesterday wait how would that work? You would go out into the world, get a currency, come to the tower, press a button, and get a different roll on the gun, which is exactly what you're doing with the umbrals, right? Like mm-hmm. the only difference is that there's two weapons in there instead of one, but otherwise you're re-rolling the gun like over and over again, like grinding a currency. So, yeah, I was just surprised that the system is already kind of like that. But yeah, all right. Well, we'll have to see what they do. That's that's all from me. Okay, thanks for calling in, dude. Thank you. We are moving on to Mr. Chef. It says here, what could we add to Triumphs, Bright Dust, or other rewards? You want to elaborate on this? I'm not really a Triumph guy. What do you want to see done with Triumphs? Yeah, uh, am I, my audio is still good? Just yeah, you're solid. Sure. Perfect. Um, so, Triumphs and collections, I'll, I'll lump collections in there as well because that's, you know, something they brought together. Um, just when talking about bright dust discussion, also, you know, ornament discussion, so on and so forth. Um, we've kind of seen somewhat of what they can do by adding rewards into Triumphs, like with uh, specific remember, uh, specific memory for uh, Season of Opulence with Menagerie to get, the th- to get more things to upgrade your chalice you had to you could do triumphs to get 200 or 50 i believe and then put that currency to upgrade your chalice also with festival of the loss you know uh or not festival of the loss but but there's been other instances where you do some certain triumphs you get certain materials you can use that for the season but i kind of would like to see what they could do with that for cosmetics as well because i think that could add a specific uh chase for triumphs and collections say so say for a collections uh badge which i don't think anybody's really ever talked about before like you know i kind of like to see that little the badge to light up a little bit but it's not really that big of a factor but say for a certain season or for a certain raid badge you say oh i completed i got all the armor i got all the shaders but now since you do that you get a cool ornament for uh the armor in the raid or or the or the divinity you get a cool ornament because you complete the badge or say for the triumphs you did what i especially about the triumphs for challenge modes because i've done 
uh, Crown of Sorrow Falls and Scourge Falls. I know the easy ones, but still, it took some effort, took some time with the clan. And you get the title for it, which is pretty cool. But also, I, wa I would want to see something more like, oh, I did the five challenges in a raid, or I did the flaws of the raid. I should get maybe a special ornament for the armor set or a special ornament for the weapon. And yes, those things should kind of be tied into a hard mode that we're looking for. Like, you should get better gear, adept weapons in hard mode, but also probably special ornaments. But if these are in the game, you can go do these challenges for the triumphs. Like, I think they could easily kind of slot in some cool cosmetic like mm -hmm. like uh like d1 when uh the moment to triumph crota armor came out and you were in the tower and you saw these guys with big green horns all over them and people were like how'd you get that it's like well i did the moments of triumph like i feel like that could bring that sort of feel back where like how did you get that well just go look at your triumph page and you can see exactly what you need to do to get that so i don't know what your thoughts are on that and i have more thoughts down the road but just as a stopping point here yeah you meant age of triumph right when they did the thing with the raids there yeah, wasn't yeah, like, yeah. Age okay. of triumph, yeah i was making yeah. sure i didn't misremember because there were moments of triumph but i didn't think they did anything like that yeah age of triumph age of triumph was the same idea though they just renamed it i like what you're saying because yeah I said similar things, but in a different way. I talked about doing it on an NPC with an NPC rank where you have mm -hmm. a season, a season long objective. And when you get high enough, you get ornaments for the, like, if like, let's say for that season, Zavala has a shotgun and a pulse rifle. Well, then he would have ornaments for those weapons waiting for you. If you hit the right seasonal rank, what you're talking about could be good too, like almost like a capstone. Hey, you got all the triumphs on this page or for this particular person here's something really cool that's ornamentally driven because I mean look what I did I don't really like Crucible and I got Carminica shader because I was like that is a hot shader I gotta have it so like they could certainly do more of this I, I guess my only pushback on what you're saying is they don't do enough of this in the game do it in the game first and then maybe go to what you're saying I want to see ornamentation drops and decorative options in the core activities, core NPCs, and places like raids and dungeons. So, like, raid armor and raid guns shouldn't be the end of the road. There should be ornamentation I can work on. And maybe what you're saying is how they could do it. You would actually continue playing the raid and doing triumphs, and when you do them all, then you get these ornament packs for the armor or for the weapons. So, what you're saying could dovetail nicely with what some of the people have been saying, which is like, why can't I pursue ornamentation out in the world and in the game itself? Well, this could be a way to bring gameplay and triumphs together, and then you put triumphs on people's radar that ordinarily maybe don't pay attention to them, and now all of a sudden, that's another sort of secondary grind or checklist for them to do, adding some more depth to their seasonal uh, play. Because if you're purely doing it for the, for the triumph score... I think that falls flat on most folks, but you might kind of make that somewhere where they hang out and spend some of their attention and mind. Similar to how we're doing what we were talking about today. If you give people bright dust, they pay attention to the Eververse. Suddenly they're, they're in the Eververse making a purchase. If you give people a reason to go for triumphs and things like that, suddenly they care about triumphs and they're, they're, they're paying attention to them. So I think what you're saying is, is on the money. I would just want to make sure it's done in a way that sort of gives gameplay its due. I would... Because I wouldn't want it to be disconnected from that. Like, well, if you do this checklist and all this other stuff, then you get this really cool ornament or this really awesome thing. It's like, man, raids and endgame content and dungeons and stuff have been dying for that. And the fact that they're no longer selling, you know, legendary ornaments, I hope we see more of that because we are seeing the ornamentation of the Pursuit Sniper. You know, I want to see more of that. And what you're saying, yeah. I think, could be a good way of doing it. Because then it would be more of a long-term goal. So it's not such an RNG-based one-and-done, you know, quick grind if you got good luck. It's something that you invest in. 
No, yeah, and and don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a person that believes heavily that the end game needs to be treated, you know, fairly more than more than fairly, especially after what we've received for the past couple of years from vanilla and stuff. So so I agree that that end game, you know, would I love to see a hard mode first before I saw this triumph thing? Of course I would. You know, that's a hundred percent. And if they put the ornaments right in that hard mode, then that's perfect. You know, that's that's better than what I'm asking for. But I, I, you know, with you know adept strike weapons and it's good signs. But you know, I just I don't know if that's what we're actually going to get. But uh, no, I agree in terms of that this would help i i believe it would help kind of the functioning of getting it from the game another thought that i had i don't i don't know if i love it but it's kind of just a brainstorming idea that they could do is uh if you look at call of duty right i don't i don't love call of duty it's not one of my favorite games i play warzone i like warzone but in terms of normal cod black ops blah blah, blah i don't love it but the one system that i guess people love is that they grind for headshot kills certain kills with certain guns to get the camos and I'm not saying that that's what needs to be done in Destiny, but a as a potential little little tweak there, if you because all these collection tabs, I guess they're more for like to see what guns you have. But I think it'd be pretty cool if you saw out, did all the, I went and got the DFA from the specific strike, and I got all the hand cannons because I love hand cannons, and you get a certain ornament that can go on any hand cannon you want. Because I worked throughout the game, I went to this place, this activity, get this hand cannon, and now. Look at me, I'm a, I'm a hand cannon, you know, whatever they would call it, hand cannon master, mastery hand cannon, blah, blah, blah. I have this ornament that some sort of the population has, or I love swords. I'm a sword guy. I got all the, you know, things like that. And then look at this big ornament on the sword that I have. You don't have that. How do I get that? Oh, just go get all the swords. It will be a little challenging, but it's something to do. Those sorts of things that could help. It, obviously, the content needs to improve within itself you know make sure the, the loot grind blah blah blah. but this would help our, our, the whole game as a whole i think just as a you know the icing on the cake to really kind of get people to continue playing and continue grinding i i have a handful of concerns about like a universal ornament for hand cannons i know from a design mm -hmm. perspective that might be problematic because reload animations are sort of linked to the actual gun and the archetype itself same with recoil okay. patterns and stuff um, so yep. there might be there might be developmental challenges there for them to do that. Secondly, um, I, that's like low level transmog for weapons, which I've been kind of against. I'm okay with it being on armor because armor is a little bit more about the you know the decorative nature of the player, and armor also is not your main immersion point in the game. And one of the things that is so stellar about Destiny is its gunplay, and that's your primary immersion point is the gun in front of you. It's an extension of you as a player. Right, right. And guns have so much identity in this. Um, I'd be really, really hesitant to open up that Pandora's box of somewhat diluting the identity of weapons, allowing you to make them look a certain way, even though it's a gun from like trials or a raid or a strike, you could make it look completely different than that. Um, some of that's just my bias. I'm not necessarily saying that's bad. I'm saying I feel like that might be the beginning of a dilution of something that is so important to destiny which is gun identity like when a gun just feels right when you get the animation on the ace of spades you feel awesome like there's something that happens and i don't i would be really nervous about hurting that um and maybe this could be something else maybe this could be something on the side of the gun maybe a decal like a shader instead of it being a shader it'd be more like a decal like it decorates yeah. the gun but it still looks like the gun you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, no, I I understand that. Yeah, like I said, I, not that it would be a main like thing of mine that oh I want this in the game, but you know just the brainstorming thoughts. Yeah. But now that I see that there's challenges to that, I I definitely agree. Um, no, but you know I think this is just you know we're talking about bright dust and so on and so forth. So I wasn't really going big big picture, but you know just a small thing that triumphs and collections that came in forsaken. I I love the triumphs. Uh, but not everybody does, and sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. triumphs even seem a little bland to me. Like, oh, you know, you yeah. do the public events on this certain planet. Like, I kind of want to do that because I want to have the highest triumph score, but, like, at the same time, that kind of sucks. I'm not getting anything out of it except, like, mm -hmm. 50 points. Like, oh, uh, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think they could add stuff to that, but uh, like like Leap is saying in chat, I you know, there's far more important things that are going on like we've discussed so it was just kind of a small fix but uh i appreciate coming letting you letting me come on yeah yeah great call in and i mean i i'm gonna mute chef and and just a final word before going to our last caller i'll push back a little bit maybe on a little bit what lightly was saying because the teams that make a lot of those decorative things and those ornamentations they're not necessarily sucking bandwidth from weapon creation or activity creation like we have an art team that creates really cool ornaments and I am all in favor of them making those for triumphs and activities and getting them out in the world and out in the gameplay. I don't necessarily think that's going to take away from bandwidth. So our last caller is Poet Anderson. It says, players returned because of EV. I have no idea what you mean, so tell me. Uh, well, EV obviously means Eververse. Mm -hmm. But the, the main point that I was making was I have a buddy who religiously played the game through all of year one, all of year two. By the time Shadowkeep came and it came out, he got really burned out. Well, so he took a break from the game about season nine. Well, when I told him, I was like, hey, you know, Eververse is selling the 1,000 Voices ornament. He doesn't even have 1K yet, but he returned back to the game for a good little chunk of time just because it was there for him to purchase and it gave him a reason to come back to the game. And I have like another buddy who, you know, he doesn't really like to spend silver if he doesn't have to, he'd rather use Bright Dust. But when um, the Registering of Fate for Malfeasance came out, he paid for it. And then that in turn kind of almost gave him the drive to go unlock the gun so he could use the ornament. So how do you feel about things like that bringing people back to the game? Because we always put so much <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm taking a nice break, but that's actually a good reason for me to come back. Okay, uh, you're getting super robotic, but I'm gonna. I, I, I yeah, got. Sorry. I got the gist of it. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how strong this is for lots of players, but yeah, there probably are some players that say, "Yo, that's so cool. I definitely want to try and get that weapon now, or I definitely am gonna come back and kind of hop on that grind." Because I mean, some of the ornamentation is just awesome. And uh, guys, chat's kind of losing it. You're dangling a thousand likes in front of them. We only need eight more likes for a thousand likes. Head us hit, let, help us hit that daily milestone. It's really good for this video throughout the day. And as well as when I'm done streaming, it helps this video get recommended. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that being a, a, a thing where they're, you know, they're they're haven't been playing and they see this really cool thing and like, oh my gosh, I've got to get that. You know, finishers definitely bring that. You know, they, they definitely bring that element as well. Like, oh, that's something new you've never done. You know, you do a little bit of a drop kick, maybe give them some sweet chin music, and you're like, oh, I want to do that. That looks awesome. I I don't think this is gonna hit a broad group of people like if you try to quantify the number of people returning because of an eververse item i don't necessarily think it's going to be a super big number unless unless it was something like uh i don't know it had to be really nostalgically driven you know um it'd have to be really nostalgically driven so like maybe something Galahorn or maybe something like Famous or something from D1 or something that would really really help people feel like oh I've got to get back in the game and and and, and snag that thing and, and, and get that and get that item so I definitely think this can serve as a purpose of like getting people excited because things looking cool certainly do that like especially when you see I mean I remember getting really excited when I saw the the dinosaur looking ornament for the tractor cannon um 1k likes way to go chat remember dave dino go to there you go thank you dave for the five spot <laughs> uh <laughs> i support your platform uh even if i won't read it out loud the so yeah I, I i think i think they could definitely consider this long term but i think primarily the eververse is sort of just meant to be a um a good micro store um you know, it's a good micro store. It works well, and it certainly can make people feel like, man, I, I definitely want to jump back in because there's uh, there's some dope looking stuff. So um, it's cool to know that there are people doing that. You know, getting that excited about something as simple as uh, as an exotic ornament. You know, yeah, for sure. And so another question I wanted to pose to you after hearing you talk to Wolverine was he was talking about intentionality with the bright engrams. How would you feel if you use bright engrams? as almost a currency to buy that ornament out of your collections. So, you know, you can use bright dust and an engram that you have stored to buy it. But if you got it out of just Eververse or randomly, it'd be a little bit cheaper. Why would it be cheaper if you just, oh, we are saying- Because you're using RNG, yeah. So like, if you just decipher it, it, you know, you can randomly get it out of the engram, but you can use the engram as almost a form of currency to buy exactly what you want out of the collections. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I see what you're saying. Like, I go to collections and I'm like, I really want this ornament for the Soros regime. I got to have a bright dust engram and I have to have bright dust. Yes. I have both. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, I I don't... However they do it, I I just feel like they're leaving money on the table. So I I appreciate what you're trying to do. Like, you're trying to give it a a, a slight barrier and it does cost you. You're like, hey, this... You know, you can use this to get the thing from the collections or whatever. Just let me buy it for silver. If it's a really, really old ornament, um, uh, it's... (laughs) If it's a really old ornament, it's not going to get rotated back in. Why not let me buy it for five, five or ten bucks or something? Because if not, it, you're not making money on that ornament. It's literally just sitting in a dustbin. But again, as I said with Wolvie, it, they may like that. There's that element of, oh, I didn't get that one. And then when a new one props up and you see it and you're like, oh, that's so good. You have that fear. 
you know, fear of missing out. You're like, if I don't snag this, what if it ends up like that other ornament and I never can get it again? Like, they may want that to be a very, very soft, sort of in the background, passive form of FOMO. FOMO stands for fear of missing out. You know, um, for people in the chat that don't, we throw that around and some people are like, what's FOMO? Um, they may like that. They may not want to do what you're talking about. They may not want to give me the ability to to go into collections and buy a really old ornament. They liked me feeling that like, oh, I missed out on that one, so I don't want to miss out on this one. Um, so I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of the psychology of how they have it set up. Okay, fair enough. That, that's all I have, and I just want to let you go before I become a robot again. No, you're good. Yeah, we went a little long, hour and 20, but that's fine. We had way more callers than usual. Thanks for calling in, Poet. I appreciate you and everybody who called in today. Poet Anderson, Chef, Light Leap, Wolverine, Mr. Han Brolo, and Darth Batman. Thank you all for calling in. If you're listening to this and you're like, man, that would be so cool to call in and discuss stuff live, that is a VIP tier that you can select uh, through the join option as a member or through the Patreon. If you're listening to this elsewhere and you'd always like to catch these shows live, go to sntrlive.com. Monday through Friday, I'm live on YouTube, having a good time with the audience. Or you can go and bookmark sntrnetwork.com sntrnetwork.com has all my shows repeat theater rageous roundtable and this show and all the individual uploads if you prefer the individual uploads as opposed to the live streams if you're in the live audience we're not going to shut down the stream but if you're listening to this recording elsewhere please like share and subscribe